Knock-a-doodle-doo. Hello, baby! What a fucking day this is. How's everybody out there? Sean and D's good tape. Sean and D's good tape. Sean and D and that Evan. Hey, oh, that was don't call me Coco or ever. <laughs> <laughs> You could be sitting there, you know, just out of the shower in your underwear, shaving your dick and just dancing around. That threw me off. <laughs> Sorry. I what the fuck, Sean? Do better. Uh, as you all know, disappointment starts with D. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. That's so good. Let's get this party started. Oh. Welcome to this special holiday edition of Sean and D's Good Tape, originating from one location for the first time ever. We are live in Peoria, Illinois. D, welcome. Hello, Bungo. I cannot believe this is actually happening. You're sitting in front at your kitchen table doing a goddamn podcast. I know. It's fucking incredible. It's crazy. Richie's here too. Hey, Richie. Gentlemen, it's great to be here in one spot, even with D. <laughs> wow. Throwing shade this holiday season. Let's get, let's get it started right, I suppose. So um, so we all gathered here a couple of hours ago, and we sat down to record a podcast and then realized we got to go buy some more equipment for the podcast. And now we, I mean, we can really put on a podcast now after, after our trip to the Guitar Center. Yeah, I mean, it, it was great. I, I don't normally go to the Guitar Center. I <laughs> am certain that this is going to be a shit show because we aren't on our normal mics like D and I aren't, so it's going to be tough. You won't be breaking up because of your poor internet in your office or anything this like is, that? Yeah. Now, when I break up, it's literally just because Sean's muted me because he's an ass. <laughs> <laughs> I do have the kill switch. Did you have yeah. the kill switch before on the Zoom? Well, I did, yes, but if I turned it down, I turned everything down. Oh, because so I, because all of the stuff from the computer is all coming from one gotcha. one thing. Now so. you have ultimate control over the microphone. Yes, like that. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> why, why the fuck does this happen? Why why am I the asshole in this situation? You're not. You just you were asking a question, so I just demonstrated how it works. <laughs> Don't worry, he'll do it to both of us throughout the evening. Yes, it'll be fun. But it'll be a game. Know. Throughout the evening, that's something else I thought of too. Is now that we're sitting here in front of each other instead of just over Zoom, I do think you should expect a bit 
over there. Oh, so, probably. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I think with the uh, the old fashions that you guys are sporting yeah. and the uh, yeah. But on the bright side, listeners, you've missed the first two hours, so <laughs> yeah, it's only like three or four P's for me. Yeah, I know, right? Right. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. Not, that's that's amazing. Bad. And you know, now you can just get up and go. You don't even right. have to. Ex- right there. I can you don't even have to explain. Down. Yeah. Well, yeah. And that has been the the like most trying part of doing this in person together is that Dennis doesn't record with pants on. I know, it's been kind of weird. Yeah, a little, yeah. little weird. He does have pants on today. For now, well, for 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 hour number one, he's <laughs> promised to wear pants. Well, but it's it's funny. Uh, Richie said I was going to get way too excited if you keep your pants off the whole time, and this would yeah. be unnecessary. <laughs> it, like this wouldn't work, and and I was like, all right, fine. Let's be professionals about this, and I'll keep my pants. Well, it is a little early for that. I mean, you're probably going to share a bed later in our extra bedroom, but in you know. my bedroom, let's be honest. I already established he's sippable, so like, he's yeah, sippable. Richie, Richie, did you help them move into this house? Uh, no, he didn't let me know. I think Richie, in fairness, was in was in Cutter when we moved into this house. He was serving in the military, D. Well, I had to. So yeah, I made I made it safe for him to move into his house. I don't know what the fuck you did. You made it safe by sitting in an air conditioned fucking tent playing Xbox. Oh man, what's your point? I I feel like there's a point here. That was an air conditioned trailer. Thank you very much. air-conditioned trailer is even better tents were so 2020 or 2003 d had a trailer once but it wasn't air-conditioned oh well it was air-conditioned it had a hole in it had a hole in it and a possum came in once in a while it was air-conditioned and it was expensive as fuck for a 19 year old kid who made fucking 300 dollars a month oh man Well, there are two of you. Hey, hey, Tom paid. Tom, hey, hey, Tom paid his rent like once a year. <laughs> Come on. We can talk to uh, Brandon tomorrow about uh, Tommy paying off the the lawn mowing service. <laughs> the lawn mowing service. <laughs> Do you remember that? No, refresh my memory. Brandon yeah. would mow our lawn. Yes. Yes. And, and I would pay him my half, so he would mow the front yard, but he wouldn't mow the backyard because Tommy wouldn't pay him his half. It was. Uh... <laughs> he went down the backyard. I just remember when he, when Brandon decided to dump the clippings over the fence, and some farmer came along and dumped them back in your yard because he was mad. Oh, did did Sean's brother-in-law run Brandon's yard service out of business? I'm sorry. Did Sean's brother-in-law run Brandon's yard service out of business? My brother-in-law. I've never heard him referred to me, to me like that. That's. But he is. It's true. It's true. Yeah, it's true. So. <laughs> anyway. Nobody gets this except for like six people out of the dozen. And, and yeah. here's the deal. Jen from France is going to listen anyway. So, you know, yeah. it's all good. Yeah, we have her hooked. She is still sad that we called it off. We've done four episodes since yeah, then. Yeah, but she's like hoarding them now. Like, uh, uh, because she's, yeah, yeah. We talked about this on the, uh, on the I'm going to send her a message on Instagram in a minute and tell her to listen. Absolutely. Well, yeah. to be, to be fair, the Taylor Swift stuff's not going to be very topical in, in a month. Like you kind of have to listen to it. You, this was the time. You know what my favorite thing about Jen from France is, is she literally created an IG handle that was Jen from France. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it was all because of this show. Jen from Jacksonville hasn't done that. I'm just saying. <laughs> not so, a true fan. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So um, today's episode, though, this is going to be fun for me. I think it's going to be fun for me, at oh, least. Yeah. So in September, at the end of September, Sammy Hagar put out a new album. It's called Crazy Times. And 
I, the funny thing about this album is the first time that I listened to it, I sent you both a message on our little uh, Gmail chat that we have going on. And I said, I am so sad today. I've listened to this album once and I don't like it. And you said, Richie said, I'm sure once you get used to it, you'll like it more. And then I, I listened to it several more times. It is absolutely one of my favorite albums that he has ever put out in any platform, Van Halen, Chicken Foot, Sammy Solo, whatever the case might be. This is actually one of my favorite albums that he's ever released. And, and I'm shocked that you had that visceral of a negative reaction because I, so today was the first time I'd listened to the entire thing. Thanks, D. That's real fucking professional. <laughs> That's my first time. You guys have both had fucking. Oh my god. <laughs> anyway, today, first time going through the album. It's good. Like I, I just I'm, I'm intrigued why you Did had you say the first time going through this album? Yes. So we've been talking about doing this album for a couple months now. I want it fresh in my brain. <laughs> and he did and we did say we were gonna do this a little different today and do a listen along yeah. where we're actually gonna pause and listen to the songs as we go along. So this album this is yeah. gonna take us like, you know, yeah. a bit. But um but uh Here's why I can explain this. And I told D this, I don't know if it was in our conversations or when D and I were just talking, he released singles that didn't catch me. His first single he released was crazy times, which we'll talk about the songs yep. more in depth in a little bit. And I like crazy times. I think it's a solid song, but it wasn't like to me, one of those songs that I'm like, my God, this is a great song. Yep. Then he followed that up and released pump it up, which is an Elvis Costello cover. It's once again, it's okay. Meredith loves the song, by the way. My six-year-old daughter thinks it's great. She requests it in the oh. car. But um, but anyway, it was also not one of those songs that just grabbed me like, man, I really like this song, and it's got a really deep meaning. And then the third song he released as a single was Funky Feng Shui, and that song's garbage. That song's an abortion. It like, is. It's terrible. It's, it's terrible. fucking he horrible. He released that song for the people that live in St. Louis that would like to go to his concerts. Yeah. And, yeah. It's about, I mean, it's you, about. You, they're called his fans. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's it's his, his equivalent of parrot heads that want the same song over and over yeah. again. It's the, yeah. like, I want to hear I Can't Drive 55 from yeah. the lockbox. Uh, uh, the famous song that I can't stand. Mas Tequila. Mas Tequila. The, these are the same people that want to hear bullshit like that. Yeah. And the rest of the album, though, Isn't. once you listen to it a couple of it's times, it's got good. really deep meaning to it. And it, it's good. And yeah. we started talking about this earlier when I got here, and I was like, well, hold on. Two hours to talk about this later mm -hmm. but th th what this album reminds me of uh is like one of those late 80s early 90s sort of not hair metal mm -hmm. but uh, uh like the death of hair metal like 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 leading into grunge and metallica taking over like people realized that the tide was shifting and this album really makes me think about those songs like they're not writing the, they're not writing lyrics like nirvana and pearl jam but they're getting deeper and more sentimental. They're not writing about partying. You know, I'm thinking like Bon Jovi and Poison and Def Leppard and stuff like that. Like, like, and even the way the guitar sounds and, and the way he's singing, it reminds me of so much of that. Mm -hmm. Like the, the, the last, the last death knell of, you know, before grunge and then, you know, boy bands and, and shit like that took over. It, I, I don't want to go so far with this album. This sounds like I'm being over the top with this. But I think I like this album as much as anything that he ever released in Van Halen. And I would say that if Eddie Van Halen was still alive and was the guitarist on this album, uh, and Michael Anthony and Alex Van Halen, this this album would have been a gigantic so hit. So I thought I thought a lot about, like, driving down here today, mm -hmm. I thought a lot about how this would have been an amazing Van Halen album. Mm -hmm. If you would have put those artists 
putting not that his band is bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the circle. Yeah, the circle bottom, Vic Johnson, mm-hmm. all them guys. Not that they're bad, but but they're not nearly the talent that Van Halen had. And 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 that's that's kind of where it got me going with the whole uh uh 80s, 90s, you know, like th- that that whole vibe. Like like the, the songs, the lyrics and, and the inflection and all that stuff just sounds amazingly mm-hmm. like it could have came right out of that. The thing that I can't believe more than anything about it when I listen to it is his voice. Yeah. I mean, his voice has gotten a little gr- more yeah, gravelly. The motherfucker's 70 stuff, years old. But my God, his voice is so in, I mean, it's so harmonic. All, all of it's so melodic and him and Michael Anthony's vocals together. And the, the producer of it, Dave Cobb, who is traditionally more of a country producer, produced this album and he made them. He's like, you need to sound like you two did together in Van Halen and really forced them into singing a little bit different than they have in years and it paid off tremendously the first song on it which we'll get into which is it's called the beginning of the end which is also the end of childhood's end which is the last song on the regular album which we'll hear in just a second it's um there michael anthony's melodies in the background his backup vocals are tremendous in it and i i would say like kind of going back there's not a single on this album like i I think they probably did a disservice actually (laughs) releasing any songs as singles when you listen to this album as a whole, there's definitely a theme that goes through mm-hmm. it we'll, that we'll talk about. And I think that's way more powerful than any in particular song on here. I, the, the three songs you named are probably three of my lesser favorite mm-hmm. songs on the album, right. quite frankly. Yeah. I, I don't think there's a, a, a TikTok 2022 single. Definitely not. But there, there's, again, going back to what I was talking about, late, 80, late 80s, early 90s, you know, if they put out Childhood's End, which we'll get to, or, or half of these songs... On radio, they would have been fucking mega hits. So, I I don't know that mega radio hits. I would almost go the other way and say you could make a TikTok out of a couple of the songs. Father Time, the it, It's the End, is like a, a sappy video kind of thing with that song playing in the background with the the notions of the song. Yes, but but it, you you've got kids the age TikTok yeah. age. Yes, so where you understand that a little bit more. Oh, like, I don't fucking understand. It. <laughs> I don't understand the snap talks and the face chats the and all talks. that bullshit. Snap talk. <laughs> that should be your own podcast. Snap talk with Richie Seymour. <laughs> He's already got that podcast with Homer. Yeah. <laughs> Homer snap talk. Yeah. As soon as he learns how to plug in a mic. Oh, man. That's good. All right. Well, let's just listen. Let's to be th- fair. As soon as Sharon learns how to plug in a mic. <laughs> I would say as soon as Sharon's willing to plug in a mic, yeah. she knows better. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So... Oh, man. So, okay, what we're going to do, we said this would be a listen-along. You suggested this, Richie, and I think that's good. We're going to – I'm obviously not going to play the whole song on the podcast, but we'll listen that's to illegal. it. That's illegal. We'll, we'll listen to it, though, and everybody should listen to it at home. That means you, Jen, from France, and because I know you don't like Sammy Hagar, but give it a chance. I'm going to um, Meg with an H. He probably hasn't heard that this – album yet either what's the um what's the girl that um that listens that you're friends with on instagram kathy no no it's um she like is a big van halen fan like balance and stuff like that we we communicated yeah Yeah, ricky ricky Ricky. Ricky yeah yeah so ricky will probably like this episode i couldn't think of her name i apologize ricky we've never met so i don't feel that bad about it (laughs) um but but anyway let's let's start and the first song on the uh on the album is um uh Gosh, let me pull it back up here. It's called The Beginning of the End, and we'll start with that one.
originally there were nine songs on this record and the last song on the album is called Childhood's End. And at the end of Childhood's End, there's like a, a conclusion of the, of the whole album and the whole song. And I was gonna call Childhood's End the beginning of the end. So I decided to take the conclusion, the last part of Childhood's End, and redo it acoustically. So David Cobb, greatest producer on the planet, went in and played this cool acoustic part of the same song I'd written. He just played the chords different. And I re-sang it, and he said, just, just speak it, just give it up differently. He'll start the album with it. And you got bookends. So it's called The Beginning of the End, which makes it a concept record. You can figure the rest out. So that's Sammy talking about the beginning of the album, which apparently he recorded after the album was pretty much complete. So, you know, we were talking about themes. Obviously, there is a theme to it because it made it a concept record. And, and you know, we'll come back to it, you know, repeatedly. The, the end of the yeah. song or the end of the album, the song at the end of the album, is it, it, which is this the reprise or reprise of. Uh, but yeah, the way he did that was was brilliant. Oh, and the song, the words in that song are, are so powerful. You know, it just, it just, it, it shows that there's true meaning in, in things. And, and what he's, what he's really talking about is it's not necessarily really talking about childhood's end. It's really just talking about, it's time to get serious about stuff and get things taken care of. Yeah, grow the fuck up. Exactly. Exactly. And, and I think, I just think it's a very powerful message. And I, this whole album, I felt like was really kind of him exploring his mortality, both as a person with with eddie dying in the last couple of years you know close friends dying and then also as a musician and I, and I think that's a through line theme for the entire album and i think this song sets that up as the childhood in this point might be his music career and i think he doesn't have much time and i think that's a perfect explanation too when we come up to uh the 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 uh, a couple of songs yep. you know uh uh i didn't think of it that way but yeah it it makes a lot of sense where it's it's where the fuck do we go from here? Yep. You know, mm-hmm. like this, it, this could be the end, but mm-hmm. it's Sammy Hagar. We thought, you know, motherfucker 70 years old and singing like he, he's still doing now. Yep. And this was just a great opening to this record mm-hmm. and to the theme like Richie was just talking about. It's, it's, it's a, uh, just such an interesting way to, to, to start it out. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And then and then they go into uh, the next song, which we'll get to now. It's called Slow Drain. And I will say before we go into this, Slow Drain took me a little bit of time to to catch on to. But man, the more you listen to it, it, it fits in this album perfectly. And we'll touch on it after we, we stop and listen to it and, mm-hmm. and, and have another uh, go at it. But it's it's right in that wheelhouse of, like I said, the late 80s, early 90s sort mm-hmm. of thing. Like if you put this on the radio, it would have been right up there with Queensryche. And, and shit yeah. like that, which, you know, wouldn't have been an automatic hit, but it would have had a slow burn and people would have fucking loved this yeah. shit. So flip over to your favorite um, music app or a record, if you will, you know, whatever, yeah. whatever yeah. it is you listen to and uh, and take a listen to the second track on the album, which is called Slow Drain. Slow Drain was a really interesting recording because we were done with the album. I thought we were done. David Cobb kept pushing. Come on, let's just write another. Let's write another song. We'd already written Feng Shui. It was a half a song. And he finished it. Helped us finish it. And we uh, did the same thing with uh, another track. But uh, well, the title track was, was so. Here we are. He goes, one more song. We got half the day. It's two o'clock. What do you want to do? 
And um, he started playing these little guitar riffs in the bands, and then we all started jamming on it a little bit. And I started hearing this pretty cool guitar melody, and when Jason came in with this heavy, boom, God, big feel, you know, rock candy, when the levee breaks type feel. We will rock you, you know what I mean? All those classic slow, badass tunes. I got excited and I started screaming, uh, you know, it's a slow drain and, and just making up these kind of words because it sounded slow. And the song just wrote itself. I mean, Cobb was an instigator. He wrote most of the music except the melody that I wrote. And then I went home and wrote the lyrics, came back the next day, sang the whole damn thing about 20 times because it was brand new and I had brand new lyrics so I had to read them and I didn't want to read them so I'd say oh let's do another take and then Cobb at the end my voice was completely blown out and Cobb's going look we got it, it, it we got it we got a great vocal band don't worry about it he's going but just do one more right he said just go for it don't care you don't have to sing one more thing you're done with the whole record right and I screamed my guts out I sang it like there was no tomorrow because there really wasn't any reason to save my voice for anything, and uh, that was a take. And so, you know, the vocal on that song was really strained and really just, when I hear it, I can feel the pain. And I couldn't sing or anything for about two weeks after that. So, and then Mikey went and did all those beautiful background vocals all by himself, and uh, that song was rock. So, you can tell that his voice is strained while he's singing it, but I think it adds to it. I agree. Absolutely. Yeah. And, that, and that's one of the things I was talking about, uh, you know, comparing it to like, you know, like a, a new Bon Jovi, New Jersey, or, or, or even the one after that crossroads, whatever the fuck it was called, you know, where they're, they're trying their hardest to stay relevant, but this guy's just doing it for the love of the fucking music. Mm -hmm. Like, like there is no battle anymore and, and he's just going at it. Because like we talked about earlier, I didn't think he would make another album. I thought he was pretty much done, you know, and he does it. He knows he's not going to sell a ton of records anymore. This this genre of music is virtually dead when it comes to selling records. And really, what is selling records yeah. anymore anyway? Because everybody streams them. You know, you're you're a rarity, D, where, you, <laughs> where you'll buy five copies of a Taylor Swift album. You know, you're and I just spent two hundred thirty dollars at uh, right. uh, Younger Than Yesterday here in Peoria, Illinois. It's but, a great store. On the other side, you know, Sean and I were talking like I'm literally not going to get up and put a video game in my console. I'm not going to put a record on. I just if I can't stream it, it's not worth me paying attention to. Like, like that's just the world that I live in now. Like, yeah, I'm not there yet. I right. am not there yet. Yeah. And, and I, I don't think you'll ever get there. Like, no, I, I don't, of course I, not. I don't think that's your, your mentality. I, I, well, I'm a semi-hoarder. Uh, uh, <laughs> semi? It, I like to call it collecting. Yeah. He's a semi-hoarder that makes sure that it's at other people's houses. <laughs> yeah. I pay good money for other people's houses <laughs> yes, for do. it to be at. That, yes, uh, you do. Yeah. Uh, but it's... it's uh, uh, But no, it, I, I mean, like this song, it, it hits me like if we were 14 you know, washing dishes in Hamilton's and this came on the radio. No, we'd have been screaming our heads oh, off. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. You know, like got your head buried <laughs> deep in the sand. Can't see it. If he can't see me, uh, you, you, eyes closed, closed heart, no soul. Got your head buried deep in a hole watching the world go down. Like that's, mm -hmm. you know, and what's crazy is how relevant that is. Oh yeah. To, yeah. you know, you know, he's making a statement. So, so I, I feel like this is almost the song of 
like somebody looking at the world and being like, "Wow, this is a shit show going on around me." And, <laughs> it is, and, and like, it like is a shit show. I, I I took a step back and I'm like, at 45, I feel like that. Mm-hmm. I can only imagine what a 74 year old's thinking of of looking around. Is he 74 at, years old? He's 75. 75 year olds Fuck thinking yeah me. like like just yeah. the world that they've seen and, and how it's changed and, and and i can totally understand the get off my lawn old man like this just isn't it anymore this isn't the world i grew up in i i can only well I, he, I can empathize. He, he's seen it all yeah. mm-hmm. well think about it. he he came out in montrose his first record came out in the 1960s He's been around when the Beatles were still the Beatles is when he debuted as a, as a rock artist. I mean, seriously. Was it was it Laura and Jen from Jacksonville? Might have been early 1970s. Was it Laura and Jen from Jacksonville that didn't like the Rolling Stone cover that we the had? The Connection song? Yeah. 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 yeah, they're completely wrong about that. But anyhow, uh, uh, it, it, it was... Uh, but But listening to it, you know, like I've listened to it since it came out. Like I told you, I think I told you before you said you liked it, I said I really... Mm-hmm. think this is his best record yeah I, I feel uh, like you said a few other things first about it being really bad oh no funky feng shui i i might have oh I no he did he that. did on the previous podcast to that he was like oh because he'd only heard those songs but i yeah. felt the same way yeah. you know i did I, I did i had no expectation for that record when it came out so when he said that on that podcast i was like well i i can't disagree with it because at this point nothing's really been like wow that's really awesome or anything like that but once again the weakest songs on the album. I would and, say. you know, he has a history of doing that. You know, I don't <laughs> understand. He does. He, he does. I mean, he, Mas Tequila. Well, Mast, but Mas Tequila is a, a different hit. deal. Mas Tequila was a big hit, number one. And Mas Tequila was, was to commercialize his Cabo Wabo tequila, yeah. and it worked. Okay. But at the same time, it's a shit fucking song. It's not a shit song. It's a fun song. When you see it in concert, people have fun. They dance when they see it. Yeah. They have dance parties out it, on the lawn at it, Riverport. It's a club song, which is definitely not in D's. No, it's not. And, I, and, and, I, and from, from, oh my God. from Speaking how of you club like song. music, but from how you like music, I totally get why you don't like it. Speaking of club song, have I told either of you or on the podcast the story about going dancing in Germany? No. <laughs> no. No, you have not. No, but please do. Okay. Please share. Yeah, it did not go well. So Johnny Franks, Johnny Franco uh, is... is the one, John Franco? No. Uh, we just call him John Franco. Okay. Uh, it, it, is he fire? Wait. No. No, this is completely different. Anyhow. So this, this <laughs> dude, this dude, uh, you know, in, in the family that I that we, we stay at their apartments in Germany, uh, he's one of the helpers at the restaurant. The sweetest guy in the world. Doesn't speak a lick of English. Not even sure he speaks Italian, even though he's full Italian. And uh, uh, just the sweetest guy in the world. And we happened to be there last time uh, when it was birth- his birthday. And we were in Lawnstool. And they wanted to go to this dance club in Kaiserslautern, K-Town. Uh, and, and, uh, uh, and, and I was like, we're not, you know, like, they're in their 30s. You know, Richie said he's 45. He's much older than Sean and I. Uh, <laughs> it's, it, and it was a... Uh, it was one of those situations where like, uh, all right, well, I love this dude. So, okay, we'll go. And we get there and it's like a full on European dance club, like packed. And like, it's, mm-ts, it, mm-ts, mm-ts. yes, <laughs> can't hear a fucking thing. It takes 45 minutes to get a beer. Oh no. And that does it, not seem like your place at all. No. At so, all. so we get it's there. It's called the Brzezinski. Yeah. We get there, we get there and, and, and I have a beer, order another one. 
and uh, uh, you know, John Franco is not necessarily the most popular fella. Uh, you know, so he's just kind of, you know, waiting and getting his wings, so to speak. And, uh, and me and another guy take him down to the dance floor and we start, you know, like, all right, well, fuck it. Like we're here. Let's, you know, make, make him happy. Like, let, so we start dancing. You got girls coming around us and everything like that. I'm fucking starting to goddamn wheeze and sweat. <laughs> and I do two or three songs with them down there and uh, walk up and try to tell everybody I'm leaving and they can't hear me because the music's way too fucking loud. So I go outside to have a cigarette and fucking call a cab and text them. And they don't text me for like an hour and a half later because they don't realize that their phone is going off. <laughs> They're like, where did you go, Dennis? Where did you go, D? And I'm like, I, I can't fucking do this anymore. <laughs> like, this is horrible for me. And they apparently, this was like 11 o'clock at night. And they apparently stayed out until like 2 or 3 in the morning. And I'm like, I... To be fair, you could barely do that in your 20s. <laughs> you know, a similar, a similar story happened to me about 20 years ago. About that was 20 years ago. That was 20 years ago. <laughs> a long time ago. <laughs> Actually, it was the night that we, we had our big wrestling match in Darren's side yard. <laughs> and then and then I went to some club in That's Springfield. Right. <laughs> and That's I walked right. And I walked in, I had on a hat, uh, like a ball cap, and they made me take it off because they thought I was in a gang. Yes. And I'm like, I have a ball cap on. You think I'm in a gang because I'm wearing a ball cap? Yeah. And they wouldn't, uh, they literally took it and wouldn't give and they finally gave it back because it was one of my like one of my good bulls hats and i was like you're giving that hat back have, have we told the story about that night i we i, I doubt it. it that was stupid it was the dumbest thing in the yeah. world and i'm certain we've talked about it leading up to recording a podcast yeah. we uh, had a major wrestling match in darren's side yard because we each drank a 12 pack of beer <laughs> we were we were i don't even know good. that we had drank a 12 pack of beer at that point well we'd had I a think... lot <laughs> we, we weren't sober were we no not at all of oh, course okay. not okay. jesus Christ. I was going to say, I'd feel really bad yeah, about yeah, yeah. myself if I was I, sober. I know you weren't sober when you said I ended up in a dance club. In <laughs> it, was, it was on, on Toronto Road. <laughs> it was on Toronto Road somewhere. I think it was like an old Pizza Hut or something like that that they converted into a, to a club. Are you sure it wasn't Chantilly Lace? It was not. Okay. No, it Chantilly. was not Chantilly Lace. That's on 6th Street. That's what was the, what yeah. was the place? down from Toronto Road. Yeah, what? yeah. Toronto's Road, you had Maui's Q. I don't remember any other places. There, there. It was like instead of going like that way, was you it, go the other well, way. So but Aaron's. Toronto Road was right. Yeah, by that by that gas by station, Lincoln Land, right? Yeah, sorta. Well, you got on Toronto Road and you drove down to go yeah, to yeah, Lincoln yeah. Land. So yeah. Where you you to get to Hines Old Place, like Maui's yeah. Q. Yeah, once or Aaron's, twice, and Aaron's it was drunk Pavilion. Both times. Wasn't Aaron's Pavilion on Toronto Road going the other way? Yeah, no, Aaron's Pavilion was off of Toronto Road, but yeah. also off of Sixth Street. You can get yeah. to it from either place. Yeah, yeah. I forgot he worked there. Yeah, good so memory. Did, so did he? Yeah, I can tell he did. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot how close Aaron. Who's Who's Aaron, and why did he own a pavilion? <laughs> Was that Aaron Bryant? <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> he doesn't remember who Aaron Bryant is. I do. I, can tell I he do. Doesn't. I yeah. do. I was. I, I, mm. My first thought was it was spelled with like the girl's name, like uh, no, A A R O A R O, like yeah. like Jamie's sister's name, and uh, 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 so I was uh, confused by that. But oh. anyhow. Yeah, no, so this song here, like, it was one of those ones where, I, like, listening to it over and over again, like, I thought we would have loved this song yes. as kids. Yep. Would you have liked it if it was being played at that German dance club, though? Yes. Yeah. Because you did not hear the songs they were playing at the German dance club. and I they were in heard, German? No, no, they play, no, because we were around 
It was a, like around army bases. Yeah, so. it's, a, it's an army. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. Like yeah. that's where all the GIs go mm-hmm. off. Yeah. Did they, they make you take your hat off because they thought you were in a gang? They did not. Well, that's better than Springfield then. Yeah. That, that's fair. Better than early 2000s Springfield. It was 1999. 1999, okay. I think, uh, something like that. Before we get into another uh, well, sidebar about crazy uh, Springfield bar party stories, we should probably go to the next song because well, I think we've talked about this one before, the, the Ray Lytle morning disaster Halloween party. Oh. With, with, have we talked about this one? I think so. Yeah. Man, I don't know. I mean, we can talk. You, you want to talk about it after the next song? Is that what you're well, getting Well, at? I'm just saying whenever it's appropriate it, or, or the next time we get together in the same room <laughs> to have a conversation, <laughs> even though it's been two and a half fucking years. Yeah. Thanks, COVID. Oh, three. It's no, been, no. It was three years ago this Christmas. Yeah. Oh, no. I'm talking about since we started the podcast. Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Fair but, enough. before we move on, though, how many albums did you buy from your EDM night? Coming out of like, so you you left the club. Oh, you were waiting on a cab. I, I did not buy any. Really? But what's great, really? and and uh, uh, I'll have to get the the. I bought a French punk rock album when I was in Strasbourg this summer, and the reason I bought it was because Jen and David, uh, uh, you know, interpreted the name of the album or the sticker on it for me. And it's fucking hilarious. And that's the only reason I bought it. They said it's a great album. Haven't listened to it yet. But the next time we record, I will have that translation for you guys. It was fucking amazing. Perfect. Hmm. Yep. So... Should we go on to the next song? I think so. I want to hear this Ray Lytle story now. I don't I don't uh, completely I'm sure I was there, I'm guessing. I just don't remember it was, at all. It, we, it, it was the three of us, Matt Hyen. The three of us? Yeah. Matt Hyen and and Nicole. Oh, yeah. I remember that night. With uh, Casey uh, was there. Yes. Oh, it was Casey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Michelle doesn't listen to this, right? No, yeah. she doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> It wouldn't have been Halloween then. It, I was, was, it was. It was Halloween. Yeah. Oh, that was my grandma's retirement. Okay, yeah. Yep. It was Halloween. <laughs> it was It was at that that concert venue that lasted like two years, and it was Ray Lytle and the Itchy Pickles, and we brought- And that dude, that dude that was on the show, what was his name? The big dude with the bald head and the goatee um, that was one of, one of the people oh, on the show. Oh, like- uh, it wasn't Jim the photographer. It was no, the no, other guy right. that, that was really weird. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Marvin. 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 That's Marvin right. Marvin was walking around with a dildo <laughs> on the whole night. He was just walking around with and a yet, dildo on. And yet one of our friends got pegged as the weird guy. Was it Brad? Yeah. Yeah, of course it was. Do you remember that? That was, that was to be clear to the listeners, that was um, the, like Love pictures sausage. of sausages, yeah. Brad. Which if you think about it, he likes pictures Makes of sense. sausages, so maybe he is a little strange. But it, but he was bothering. But compared the to somebody, but compared to some guy walking around with a dildo swinging around, he wasn't so weird. Well, yes. but we, that's we that was the point. Know I was trying to be attracted to that guy. He was not attracted Sausage. to that guy. He was. So <laughs> no, all right. No. So now we got to tell the fucking story. Yeah. Because yeah. we've taken it. This I feel far. like we're. I feel like we're on, on like a live remote right now or something. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. So like Brad was, uh, pictures of Sausage Brad. Yes. Uh, Not to uh, be confused with everybody loves sausage right, bread. Exactly. Yes. yes. Uh, uh, he he doesn't drink anymore and hasn't for a long time. And not that this was a reason for it, but uh, it he was having a good time, and they had the waitresses coming around with the shooters for like oh, eight no. bucks. I don't remember this. I don't think that that didn't have any liquor on him, and he was just having a good time with them and just joking around with them, and uh, uh, and the next morning. We got to work, 
and was were listening to the recap of it on Ray Lytle in the Morning Disaster. And Ray Lytle said, except for the one creepy guy that was going around asking all the bartenders or waitresses some some question or whatever. Do you remember this now? Sort of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you know if you're getting called out by Ray Lytle. <laughs> you know, come Who on. Who has a man walking around. With a dildo. <laughs> You've crossed some lines. This was the guy who had who had his his site his co-host shoot bottle rockets out of his butt and he got like how, how bad degree burns of his I butt. Remember. I don't you remember. Yeah. And, and, Do you remember I mean, we used to wait in line to get these motherfuckers autographs on their CDs? Well, we not really their autographs. It was really just to get the CDs. Oh no. Oh no. Okay. Yeah, that didn't go this way. Okay. I'm I'm worried that my children are going to get hungry in the middle of this. How long is how long can they bowl? Mm. It We're is only find out. It is technically only five twenty uh, yeah. central time. Yeah. So, so she could probably so, feed them. So, Dad, what you guys been talking about? Some guy walking around with dildos <laughs> on at a Halloween party twenty years ago. Hey, what do you think about <laughs> sausage? <laughs> do you prefer pictures or on pizza? <laughs> well, I mean, which everyone Brad, likes it on pizza. So. Which Brad Camp do you belong to? <laughs> uh, we might have to actually have a poll at some point. A poll, yeah, all, yeah. The, all the dozens. So. Here, where are we at? Are we on we are song two do, or three? We are getting ready to do Feed Your Head, which is song four. Four, okay, yeah, so we finished four. three songs. I think I need another drink, though, so I think we need to take a break so I can um, make one. I guess I can make one while the song is playing. So. Yeah, that's how this so works. Anyway, yes, so we, uh, we will uh, play now the song uh, Feed, Feed Your, your head. head. So if you um, are listening along, which I know all of you are, <laughs> play this, um, if you didn't shut it off with the dildo talk. <laughs> I think we just maybe gained a dozen listeners. Yeah, I, I feel like several people <laughs> and, the ne- and the next episode, we're going to lose yeah. like yeah. three dozen <laughs> listeners. Gain a dozen. Dildos nearly yeah. Gain a dozen, lose a dozen. It all balances out in the end. Wait, sausage. Does that count as dildos? I don't know. I, <laughs> it's all the same. Who's going to uh, judge me for that? <laughs> was probably one of the first three songs I wrote for this record, even before we were scheduled to go in the studio. I was thinking about making a record, and David Cobb was calling me, and we were talking on the phone. He was like, just send me some of your ideas. So I sent him this little, it was actually played backwards the way I first played it. And then Jason said, why don't you put it on the downbeat and fix it? Yeah, it went better, and it came out great. That's just the intro. The song itself, I'd written this whole song because I was getting on this big artificial intelligence thing, you know, uh, that it's really taken over the world. I mean, I, I went to a factory, I won't tell you what it was, but it's a real factory that's billions of dollars they generate. And they used to have, a, you know, 4,500, 5,000 employees. Now there's 17 and they're more efficient. They're banging them out the product faster, more efficient. They just got the 17 guys sitting around monitoring the machines in case a machine breaks down, which I talk about that on the, on the song. You know, the big machine's breaking down, you know. Uh, it's rusting away like Allentown. I just started seeing it. What are you gonna do about that? So I thought, you know, you gotta feed your head. You get smart. You know, these younger kids, you know, the next generation coming up, there's not gonna be jobs out there. You're not gonna, you know, be able to go to some factory or some steel mill, steel mill or even cars, you know, and say, oh, I'll go work for General Motors or Ford. Well, maybe, <laughs> there ain't many jobs over there either. So, you know, it's like, it's kind of over 
for um, the average working man. You know, uh, it sounds real negative, and it is negative because I'm concerned. So, feed your head, get smart, figure out what to do. There's plenty of work. There's plenty of new ways to make a living. But um, the old, I'll go to work where my dad worked, where my grandpa worked. Man, that's drying up fast and uh, sad. It breaks my heart, to be honest with you. It's what built America and uh, built the whole world industry. Uh, being automated. And machines do it better anyway. That's the worst fucking part of it. <laughs> I thought that was really interesting. Um, just the... Uh, that take on the song made me like the song even more when it when it talked about that because that is a real problem i mean even here in peoria caterpillar has twelve thousand workers here the ceo of caterpillar said several years back now you know what we want to hire kids that are local none of them are qualified to come work for us because they're not getting the education that we need today so programs have been set up to where people can go fast track into a place like cat because they're going and getting the education they need to do that. It's a, it, it is an absolute real problem in the country. And when, when he made that explanation in that soundbite, I'm like, that's, that makes total sense as to what that song means. Well, and I just, I know that at some point in the next probably couple years, I'm going to go to McDonald's, not interact with a person yeah. and, and have an order. Like, it's already kind of like it, that. But, you can do that. You can I, do both ways now, but, but I mean like start to finish, there'll be no person involved yeah. with, with, my food being cooked and, and provided back to me like like that's going to mm-hmm. happen it, it's just it's it's only a matter of time because it's pretty easy to automate most things we do mm-hmm. I, i'm just surprised that you still go to mcdonald's but again you have a have uh, you fucking been there it's fantastic oh really you like mcdonald's that much it's still pretty good i feel forced because i have two little kids that like chicken nuggets and stuff like that it makes me feel i think i i think maybe someday when i get to be the part where you're at where you don't have to go anymore and you just want to it'll feel good again but right now it doesn't feel good so so a little difference here for the first 10 12 years of my kids lives they hated mcdonald's so we couldn't go and i mean like like we'd have to do these long road trips all the time coming back from ohio and virginia to illinois we'd do it several times a year they refused to eat McDonald's. Where'd you go? Burger King? <sighs> a little Burger King. Taco Bell? Little Arby's. You can't do Subway? You can't do Taco Bell or Subway in the car. They're too Wendy's? messy. Some Wendy's. Wendy's is kind of hard, though, too, because it's kind of it's kind of sloppy. Yeah. 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 I'm just naming horrible fast yeah. I cannot eat fast food anymore. I cannot. You don't it, get a body like this. <laughs> yeah. No, I literally, yeah. my body yeah. does not handle. like Mine does. If... I, like every once in a while, I'll crave a McDonald's cheeseburger, and I'll eat it. I'm like, "Fuck, that's good." For like the first two bites, and then like third or fourth bite, I'm like, "What the fuck are you doing to yourself?" See, see, here's here's the deal. We're all probably closer to death than we're not at this point. <laughs> Richie and I are going to die from McDonald's, and you're going to die from smoking. So it all balances out yeah. in the end. Yeah, that's so fair. yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that's fair. So anyway, my kids would not eat it for years. Now it's all they fucking want. <laughs> Like they want McDonald's three times a week. It, like it's insane. They would not touch it. Now it's theirs. What's your go-to now? You still get the triple cheeseburger. Dude, they brought that back. It's on the mm. menu now. It's still pretty good. You know what I wish they would bring back? The Arch Deluxe. <laughs> Remember the Arch Deluxe? So they, right now they have a, a smoky, smoky BLT quarter pounder with cheese. Oh. That's very Arch Deluxe esque. It's not, oh. it doesn't have the barbecue sauce, but it has a. No, a, it didn't have barbecue sauce. It had like a uh, like a poppy seed dressing on it. 
something it like that. It had a poppy seed bun with with barbecue sauce. It didn't have barbecue sauce. I swear to God. Look it up. Look it up during the next song. It oh, will not what? say barbecue sauce. It'll say some sort of like salad dressing type sauce. And for the That's listeners, the Big Mac for the that listeners, has fucking Thousand Island. For the listeners, <laughs> one of the Richie and I's favorite thing in the world is to prove Sean wrong when he swears to God he's wrong. Hasn't happened yet. <laughs> <laughs> Only because he has the fucking edit button. <laughs> it's good to be king, you know? He's, he's like, oh, Amanda's so mad that I'm spending so much time here. Sean, that episode did not go the way I thought it was going to go. <laughs> I don't even remember you saying half the words that you said. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway. Yeah, so Feed Your Head was kind of, you know, going back to the whole, like, I, like we compared it to the uh, late 80s, early 90s. You know, sort of uh, rock songs. If it was on the radio, everybody would be like, feed your head. Sean and I were both wrong. It was a fucking Dijonese. Like, That's closer to salad dressing than it is barbecue sauce. No, it's closer to garbage. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I, I I can't believe this is. thing. So it's it's a honey mustard and a mayonnaise. What's honey mustard? It's a salad dressing. No, it's not. <laughs> honey it's mustard a, it's is a, a chicken, chicken crisper dip. Yeah. Exactly. The it first time I heard of honey too, mustard though. was at Chili's. Oh, I get at Chili's a lot in Japan because Air Force. That's all they have. Love fucking Chili's. Yep. Yeah. Well, I guess Chili's. So is, I guess Chili's would be one step above fast food. Yeah. Like no, barely, I wasn't proud barely. of myself. And somehow also a step below. Oh, Chili's is like if it's, I, it's got the worst menu in terms of there's nothing healthy on that menu. I was. Have you met Applebee's? Because it would like to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've, I've boycotted Applebee's. Oh, well, A, they all closed in this area. And B, that damn song from two years ago, <laughs> Never Again. No. Are you talking about mm. the Cheers thing? Fancy no. like Applebee's. Oh, Cheers is okay. Oh, I don't Applebee's cheers. next uh, uh, thing was they used Where Everybody Knows yes, Your Name. That's but that right. Isn't, that isn't, I mean, whatever. I don't hate that song. Yeah, so. but they were appropriating the Cheers theme song mm. for a fucking shitty chain restaurant. Huh. Maybe that's what killed Doesn't Christy Doesn't so good when they appropriate your shit, right? <laughs> What? Just kidding. What? Where'd that go? I don't know. Yeah, come Moving on, help on. us out here. I don't even know. No, no, no. We, we need to stick with this. <laughs> yeah. What's going on with that? Your cheer song. It's your culture. Got taken by Applebee's. You know, <laughs> I don't even know what just happened. All I know is, is, is you're right. We're not very far into this thing. We're just now on song number four. Well, but to be fair, we only have like 30 minutes of recorded stuff because we've been listening to the songs. Oh, no. We're 46 minutes into this thing oh, so shit. far. Sorry, guys. Well, yeah. there was a whole dildo story we had last time. And then you guys ha- you guys jumped in so, McDonald's. So speaking of... Speaking of, <laughs> speaking of <laughs> forget it. I just... I can't. Anyway. All right. Let's... um. Let's move on to the next song. Like, did we cover? We, we did cover the last song. Yes, we we just did. Did we really? What, what, yeah. do, you, what do you have to feed say about head. feed your head? How much more do yeah. you have to yeah. say about feed your head? Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's they're not coming to us for fucking great content and <laughs> meaningful fucking explanations for these things. They're coming to us for our opinions and the fucking our opinions. Banner. Did you drop the O? Opinions. No, I'm pretty sad. <laughs> opinions. I, I actually think I just Jen from France shirt. expects more from you. <laughs> Well, no, they they pronounce it different there. Oh, it's pinions. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh God! See, this is why you can't have us. I mean, especially me. I can't drink two old fashions before we start recording. 
Fun fact, listeners, he's on number three. He's on number three, and number four is my limit. So. That's not yeah. true. Yeah. Sean, it's only 5.30. Right. I'm going to be in bed by 8 o'clock. <laughs> the right things are going. Just like Michelle earlier this That's week. That's right. That's right. So well, She's right. got a better excuse, Sean. She does. Yeah. Well, but. We, we've only been, this is the first time we've been together in Peoria in three years. Mm-hmm. And you're saying you're going to bed. In you don't have a picture hours. of you the last time from when you were in Peoria. In it's, your it's, bed? it's a wonderful, it's a wonderful uh, picture. It's it's he's sitting where room. you, he's sitting where you're at, Richie. And, uh, and oh, he literally, fuck, right. he literally <laughs> fell asleep sitting straight up and down and we left him there when we thought he won't fall out of the chair. Surely enough, he won't fall out of the chair. You remember what happened? He fell out of the chair. That was after like seven or eight hours, right? Well, that's not the point. The point is, is you <laughs> fell asleep in the chair and fell out of it. That's still better than the nights that share, that Homer fell asleep at the counter and, and woke up with no pants on. Yeah. <laughs> Weren't they in the pantry or some weird shit? <laughs> they were. Oh, speaking of the bathroom at fucking Homer and Sharon's house. Yeah, we talked about that earlier. On this show? No. No, we don't. We didn't talk about that on the show. <laughs> that, Come on. Oh, that's right. He's got the edit button. That, that would that would have been eleven eleven years ago last weekend. Is that yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, fuck. and anything after ten years doesn't count. You know? <laughs> I mean, for legal reasons. <laughs> Fair. Oh my goodness, that was a bad night. So, especially for you, yeah, and Amanda. Yeah. No, I gave Amanda a ride home, so it was. Fine. She was pretty terrified. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. she hasn't gone back to Homer and Sharon's out of shame. Has she not? I don't think I've been back to Homer. I don't think I've been invited back. You since haven't then. been invited. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. They always they always talk a big game. Like, oh my God, you should come back anytime. And we're then, busy. <laughs> oh, we're just not gonna be home at that point. Richie says you haven't done anything in a long time. Yeah, we're busy. Yeah. February thirtieth, next year. <laughs> so anyway, next song on the list. Yeah, pump it up. Uh yes. Elvis Costello cover, which yes. I was surprised to find out. Yes. Uh, Apparently they they play this as a uh, warm up song before they go out in concert, and that's why they decided to just make a recording of it and put it on the album. Sure, and you know what's funny is I listened to it, this song several times as a Sammy Hagar song, and I was like, God, I don't like this song. But then I listened to the El- Elvis Costello version. I'm like, Wow, this is a really good. Song. <laughs> oh really? See, yeah. I, I hated the Elvis Costello one more well, than the course, Sammy version. Of so. course, yeah. Mm-hmm. The, I, I, the Sammy version it's not good mm-hmm. but the Elvis Costello version is, is also not, not good it's not good but it's better than the Sammy Hagar version. well I would hope so it's his fucking song well right. it should be that way there was a couple of interesting notes like let's go ahead and listen to the song uh, but there was a couple of interesting things we won't, won't have to talk about this very mm-hmm. much longer after we play the song so everybody playing along with the listen along go ahead and, and uh, pause and, and listen to the song been together doing this well it, it already happened so um you know dennis forgot he had to talk into a mic <laughs> <laughs> it's not the first time and not the last time yeah it's gonna so happen. and then he somehow takes it with him to go to the bathroom that's right <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't even work because i end up wrecking the whole thing because the cord's not long enough. perfect yeah. <laughs> yeah so pump it up was covered by uh sammy hagar did of elvis costello and uh uh it, it's an interesting song, and I bet it's way better live than it is on a studio album. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, of course, much prefer the Elvis Costello version. Sean? Doesn't care, because he doesn't really like either version all yeah. that much. Yeah. I So for me, it doesn't matter to me either. My whole thing is, like, the Sammy version especially, I keep hearing Wild Wild West by Escape Club. 
Oh, like really? That's, that's the whole yeah. living in the Is 90s. Is it called Wild Wild West? That was the song. It, it, Escape Club, right? Culture yeah, yeah, Club yeah. was different. But yeah. Living in the 90s, living in the wild, wild west. Yeah. That's the song. Like, the whole time, the cadence of the song. Wow, you just made me like the song even less. As I should. <laughs> well, and, and, and yeah. So, exactly. That's how I, I'm like, this is what this sounds like and feels mm. like. I hate this. Mm. Next. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really have a whole lot to say about this. I think it's cool that they're like, we like jamming this song. It's yeah. a good warm-up song before a concert. We're just going to throw it on an album yep. for fun. Sure. And, and it's just for fun. Who cares? And, but. and it absolutely sounds like they're having fun recording yeah. it and playing mm-hmm. it and everything. And uh, uh, now I have to be on my best behavior uh, because there's prying eyes are watching me. Oh, Elliot just got home. Elliot <laughs> just got home from bowling. And Elliot's sitting next to me staring at us right now. And this is a really tough moment for you, D. It's not tough. It's just... It's tough. Listeners, go ahead and insert your favorite four-letter words right here. Yeah. yeah. Elliot, do you think Dennis cusses too much on the podcast? Well, I don't listen to his oh, <laughs> You're he's, just like Michelle. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. He's literally the Michelle of the Newell household. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's probably not a bad thing that you yeah. don't listen to the podcast. But, mm-hmm. uh, but, uh, you got to feed your brain. Feed your head. Yeah. Just not with our podcast. Yeah. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, so what's the next song? Um, oh, I got to yeah, look that yeah, up right. because I... Moved over to the uh, Elvis Costello album be because you wanted up to, to be hear it. still, right? We are we are up, up to be still. So let's, let's we all have a very positive yes. view on this. So yes, let's so. let's listen to be still, and then we'll come back and talk about it right after this. Be still. A friend of mine named Tambo. He writes songs with Kenny Chesney and Kid Rock and a whole bunch of people, a lot of country folks. He, uh, he's always trying to write a song with me. So he sends me lyrics and he says, what do you think of this? What do you think of this? And he said, be, be still. And I read those lyrics and I freaking damn near choked up. And there's about 10 more verses that didn't make it onto the, to the album, but uh, onto the song. So I just wrote the music and the melody. I just started singing it and playing it. I love that song. You don't know who Tambo is, Richie? What's up with that? I do not know who Tambo is. <laughs> I don't know who Tambo is either. But Tambo is the guy who helped him write that song. He sent him lyrics to it. And he also wrote songs for Kenny Chesney and Kid Rock. Okay. Yes. Kid Rock. Kid Rock. Oh, so Probably Ba Wichaba. Ba Josie! I think it, I'm a cowboy is the one Ooh. that he helped write. Yes. I, it's just called Cowboy. No, oh, excuse me. I wasn't up on my Kid Rock. We've seen him live in concert like four times. But it's been a long time ago. <laughs> it was. It was way before. The last time I think was when Tenacious D opened for It him. was way before. Yes. It was crazy times. Or, I see what you did there. Yeah. Yeah. Try to segue it back, but it's not. So happening. anyhow. So anyhow. Is, is it. Are we sure that it wasn't the uh, Werewolves of London Kid Rock song that he that he ripped off? So this song is probably <laughs> one of my favorites on this album. It's oh, it's a great song. One. It's, it's, one. it's such a reflective thing, like Sean was talking about earlier, yeah. uh, with this album. Like, and and you brought up early, uh, <laughs> like hours ago. Yeah. Now about the theme of it, you know, like the the just Mortality. retrospective and yeah, looking back on things. And this this song, just again going. I, I hate bringing this up again, but it's like that whole eighties nineties. Like, there's no. There's no hidden meaning behind the song. It's just a straightforward song. You put it on rock radio, and it would be a, a hit instantly. Like almost 
it's not it's not a power ballad, but it's almost like a power ballad where well, it's just it, it, right in your face of it, it's not a power reflection. ballad because it's not about love. It's about yep. it's about reflection and retrospect and and, and things like that. It's uh, uh, still right to get, like to write a good song. Still like a little buzz. I like my music a bit too loud. This is just the first three lines of the I, fucking song. I just like how it how it talks about how it's how it's time to reflect on life and let it slow down a little bit at yeah. times you know when, when he just talks about well i've still got both feet on the ground but i'm still headed for the sky still haven't ever left this town still can't say goodbye which makes me think of franklin by the way very yeah. much so when we talked and about that a minute ago it just it immediately not a minute pops ago. we talked about it a minute ago like for half an hour yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it, it's so hard to forget still think i'm a kid i still don't have too many regrets still regret that i did but when he says the part if i could stop time no fast forward no rewind just give myself a minute to chill watching the water soothe my mind we all need that sometimes especially you mentioned the word crazy times a few minutes ago it the world moves so fast right yep. now and and you really do have to find your happy place whether it's looking at water or whatever the case might be to just let your mind slow down a little bit and just be it's hard to just be so for the listeners this is sean turning into a buffett fan because this is legit a buffett that's song. another it is one a of the Jimmy thoughts buffett i had song on the way down here yeah, it, this is sitting right. on a beach with look, looking yes. at the lake. Water. I'm sure. I'm he, sure Amanda and I would be happy to go see Jimmy Buffett with you sometime, but we've never been invited. And probably I'm still say. won't be. <laughs> <laughs> Amanda, you can come anytime. But Grateful <laughs> Dead, you guys are way. <laughs> I I can't go this year. Uh, so so I have bought. I can't I would, go this year. I would rather. It's go, their last year. I would rather die than go see the Grateful Dead. That's how much that sounds awful. So to go see that concert. Oh, I think that concert sounds terrible. Hold that thought. Uh, I, I bought lawn passes for uh, Riverport for the year. So oh. I, I have tickets to every show, but I can't go with the Grateful Dead. Do you want to go? I don't. I don't. De- sure? De- Dennis, would you sure. like to go? Uh, if you have availability, I would take it. I, I would, I would so take that experience. Legit, legit let, me see, let me see what they check like sure. when we go in because it has our name on the pass. But Michelle and I both can't go. So yeah. we're, we're out of town. And Michelle would never fucking go again, ever. I, well, see, I think Michelle probably agrees with me. Death sounds better. It, it, it sounds horrible. I know a guy who is a, the most gigantic Grateful Dead fan that you can ever think of in your life, and he says he won't go anymore because they they tune down too much and they play too slow. He said it's so god-awful yeah. I love how Sean just said they tune down too, too much, and he has no idea what the fuck that means. Yes, I do. What does it mean? It means that they don't play as loud. <laughs> it means that they don't play as loud as they used to because it drowns out vocals and stuff like that. They well, have to tune down a little bit. Their lead singer's in his 80s. Right, exactly. I understand why they do it. It just I don't want to go see it. It's your last time. You'll but, never get but, another opportunity. But for you to throw out that they tune down to be one of the reasons I you meant don't want to go. Da- I meant slow down yeah. anyway. You you <laughs> could you even name a Grateful Dead song right now? Yeah. Go ahead. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I don't want to. Perfect. Yeah. So, Scarlet Begonias. One of Touch of Grey. He should have known that one from the fucking eighties. Why? Yeah. Why should I know that? Because it was on MTV all the goddamn time. Why would I want to know that? Because it was a good song. No, no. It, it, that's not what I, my point. My point is, <laughs> I don't want to see them now. That's my point. I love the the line. I still got scars from when I was young, and I still feel the same. Yeah. You know, going back to talking about Franklin. <laughs> Uh, like uh, being with family over the holidays this last couple of days, like it really kind of that, that line right there really kind of hit me uh, more than I expected it to. 
but at the, at the same time, this reminds me of like a Bon Jovi song, you know, from like New Jersey or, or, or uh, Crossroads, you know, where it was like talking about New Jersey, talking about being home in New Jersey and, you know, Bruce Springsteen sort of shit like mm-hmm. that, you know, like, like this is where, you know, like, uh, it, and it's the same thing. Like, we got to just be chill. Like sometimes we got to be nothing. Yeah. Sometimes we got to be nothing. Be still. <laughs> no, it's a great song. I, yeah. I I like this song a lot. I think it's certainly one of the uh, one of the top songs on the album. There's no no question about it. So, yeah. Um, the next song on the list is "You Get What You Pay For," which I also like this song too. It's it's a totally different type of song. And it was also a a, a song that took me a minute yeah to 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 dig. But uh, but yeah, it's it's actually really really good. It's got and, one of my favorite lines in it, which we'll get to after. And, and I can't. Uh, tell you how much i was surprised at how much i enjoyed this album and the nostalgic feeling of it Mm -hmm. and it being sammy hagar which we've talked about for the last you know almost two and a half years now you know trying to get me into it and i finally found a sammy hagar album that i listened to all the way through yeah fucking amazing yeah Yeah. we'll play this song and then we'll be back to talk about it As they say, you get what you pay for. <laughs> I'll attest to that. I was sitting in my basement with my guitar cranked up, trying to write song. Not trying to write song, just trying to jam. Maybe a song comes out, you know. And all of a sudden, I just discovered that riff and that break. You get what you pay for. I thought, oh man, when you come up with a title like that, it's so easy to write the rest of the lyrics. You know, once you have a title and you know what you're trying to write about, that's the easy part and you start writing about, you know. It's like my favorite line of that is, it's a high maintenance expensive machine to keep that ass in designer jeans. (laughs) Test drive it and throw over the keys and sit back and roll up your sleeves. (laughs) Give it paper. Sammy thought that was really funny, obviously. You love that line. That was the line that's always... (laughs) <laughs> Mike D. Mike. <laughs> that was the line that always stood out with me yeah. in the song. Was like, I, and it cracks me up that that's the one he's the most proudest. Of. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, that's I, high maintenance, expensive machine to keep that ass in designer jeans. Test drive and throw the keys. Take a breath and roll up your sleeves. It's not a complex song <laughs> at all. <laughs> I mean, let's face it. You get what you pay for. I download it for free on Amazon. You pay for Amazon. Though. I love. I, Son of a bitch. I actually do love the, uh, love the line though. Make me a deal where everybody wins. I'm good for my word, but if you, you want more, remember you get what you pay for. Sure. I, I love that. I love yeah. that lyric. Well, and and again, resting on the whole '80s mm-hmm. '90s thing, mm-hmm. like this was, they would write a song about having sex with with a 17 year old girl in the bathroom of their parents house what song so, is that but somehow turn it into a morality thing like i'm doing the right thing yeah. you know that's yeah. that's what i'm talking about yeah like this obviously that's an extreme example i don't for think this. sammy ever wrote that song. i no yeah. i'm not i'm just yeah. saying skid row did <laughs> well Winger. the song she's Winger. only 17 <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah there's literally a song called 17 yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. she's only 17 yeah. daddy says she's too young but she's old enough for me <laughs> yeah, yeah. but i'm doing her a favor because it could have been a whole worse band uh, my yeah. crew could have been here it could have been yeah i don't know winger motley crew 
<laughs> he didn't mean he didn't mean by uh, quality. He meant by <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> debauchery. Yeah. Oh, fair. <laughs> have fair. you seen the dirt? Yeah. Yes. Kip, yes. Kip Winger might have been a gentleman to a 17-year-old yeah. girl a, compared to Nikki Six. My favorite part about that movie <laughs> had nothing to do with Motley Crue. It had everything to do with Ozzy Osbourne huffing the ants alongside yes. the pool. That did, was the best part of that movie. Did either of you read the book? No. Oh, my God. They made God. a book of that? <laughs> kidding, kidding. Totally kidding. The, uh, the book is insane. They insane. Had and that, that story was in it the Ozzy I mean it makes sense book. why Vince can't sing anymore it does he it, didn't really take care of himself and, and the fact that Dennis Leary like called that out in the 80s of you know Motley Crue will never die like it's legit they're apparently Mick Mars isn't going to go on their 2023 tour so yeah no he's that's going to be that's going to be a bummer for you Richie when you go see him again Opening up for the Grateful no, Dead. No, Vince Neil going on the tour would be a bummer for me. They have to, they have to have Vince and Tommy and Nikki. They have to, or it's not Motley Crue. And then an and I know that I know singer? that's terrible. I know that's terrible to say that because Vince can't sing. But nobody wants to see Motley Crue without Vince Neil, even though nobody wants to see Vince Neil. Well, it goes yeah, it goes I, back to when when like a uh, uh, Poison and Motley Crue and Van Halen tried to replace their lead singers. You know, like like uh, we we decided it was Richie Kotzen that replaced. Was it? That's Vince. Yeah, yeah, and and yeah, it we didn't had, work. Yeah, no, because it's not the same thing. I mean, really, Van Halen's one of the only one of the only bands that actually got away with it once. ACDC. Yeah, yeah. but that was different. Yeah, yeah, no, Van Halen legit got away. Yeah, and ACDC too. Van got Halen away got away with it. with it, and actually, Pink Floyd. I, I, I don't want to say they became yeah. bigger, but they were just as big. And then they tried to do it a third time, and that's when it was like, no, no. Right, Gary Sharon is yeah, not no cut the mustard. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah not going to happen. Gary so. Uh, so at the record store today, speaking of Gary Sharon, I don't know. I, I'm thinking of this in the way I think of things. Thinking about extreme. Yes. More than words. Yeah. That's the only song that anybody can think of that Gary Sharon sang. Wholehearted. That was their other single off that album, Wholehearted. Oh, okay. Well, so yeah. there's two songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Anyone could think of one. Sean can think of two. <laughs> <laughs> and we're not even sure that that's a real song. Right, yeah. Mother it is made <laughs> Arch Deluxe. But so, so I'm at... Uh, I uh, was right about that. <laughs> I would say we were both wrong about that. You were, there, was, there was shades it of was gray. It was mustard. There was Grateful Dead shades of gray <laughs> going on between those two. Uh, so anyhow, I'm at Younger Than Yesterday. Great record store here in Peoria on University Avenue. I dropped way too much money there oh is this wholehearted i do know this song i know One this song. Chord, and you knew the song that's pretty good so real, real quick so song. so we're watching the bulls game on the tv back here you couldn't see it but they're talking about the chicago new years billy corrigan is on the chicago new years well he's from chicago smashing pumpkins but he's, he's not from- any good but he's Smashing Pumpkins and Jane's Addiction sold out the United Center not that long ago. Are you kidding me? No. Oh, my God. Jane's Addiction, it's a big deal. Yes. Yeah. And I, the first four Smashing Pumpkins albums are fucking incredible. But literally, three. no one three. no yeah. one is still in the band that was on those three albums except for yeah. Billy Corgan. Was Corbin. Adore number four? I think Adore was number four, so that doesn't count. Uh, uh, after the double album, it was all downhill. I, that might have been the third one. That might have been the second one. No, no, no. The second one was Siamese Dream. 
Gish okay. was the first one. Okay, yeah. Then, yeah, yeah the yeah. third one was the one with 1979. That's and uh, Melancholy, Melancholy and, 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 and Sadness. Sadness. Yeah. Yep. He's still a douche. Well, no, th- that's fine, but... Gish, Siamese Dream, Melancholy, and the yeah. Infinite Sadness, and then Adore. Adore. Adore was the one where they tried to take it way too far. Uh, but anyhow, but this is, a, again, going back to this is a song that sounds like Extreme could have wrote it. Yes. A- and And... That's Ava Adore. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or my yeah. Sharona. The, he did He did a thing after uh, Smashing Pumpkin broke up called Zwar. Yeah. And, and and I wanted to like it so much. And it's just not It's not very good. Zwar. Yeah. Zwar. Yeah. Yeah. Zwar. I guess we're done with this song. That was no, Was that a ding? I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what that was. <laughs> Professional. <laughs> uh but yeah i i think i lost track of what we went to when we got to the wholehearted part but uh well you were the one who brought up um more than words yeah and gary sharon you were like at the record store gary sharon more than words and oh then, oh then you, 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 test, then you tried to that's test right. me well that's and they, right and they did de- he bought three gary sharon albums and he got what he, he did. paid for he did no so he they, likes nuno the last the last record store day had a uh, uh, limited edition Smash Mouth Fushu Mane, which was the one that had, uh, 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 God damn it, All Star. No, the their first sun, one, Dancing riding on the Sun, something, something on the Sun, Walking on the Sun, Walking on the Sun. And I looked at it; it was like forty dollars. <laughs> and I looked at it for a second. I was like, No, motherfucker! You already spent the equivalent of this on the CD back in nineteen ninety six, and the rest of the album is garbage. You're not paying $40 for one song that you want to listen to maybe three times in the rest of your life. And you have the CD. And that, listeners, is what we call personal growth. I have. Barely. I have the CD. (laughs) That's a big step. I have the CD, and I pay for four different streaming apps that I can listen to the fucking song. Four? Spotify, Amazon, Apple, and? YouTube. Oh, my. Not to mention the porn sites. (laughs) Well, that's a different story. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's music there. Is there? How do you know? The ones he's on. Hmm. I've heard. Yeah. I I feel like we've learned a lot about Richie today. (laughs) I think we learned a lot about you. (laughs) So the next song, (laughs) the high, that's a high maintenance expensive machine to keep that ass in designer jeans. Does that sound familiar, Richie, from your movies that you'd like to watch? Yes. <laughs> crazy times. Oh shit! Here we go. Uh, Title so, track. Yeah, we're going to crazy times. Let's just let's just go into it because yeah. I've heard this song a million times now because it was the first single that they released. So let's just let's just go on with this. Let's let's pass over this one. We can talk about it, but we don't need to actually yeah. play it. If you want to play it, play it. No, Pause no, no, us. no. We there's no reason to play it. it. So, huh? Oh, you're talking to the. I'm listeners. talking about us playing yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, listeners, definitely play it now because mm-hmm. we're really selling the shit out of it. No, I actually, I actually <laughs> like this song. I, I do. At first, I didn't yeah. that much, but it grew on me after a while. I understand what he was trying to do with it. So. Once again, it's it's not a single. Like it's not single worthy, but it's it's a fine song. On the I album. like the way that it. I like the way that it starts out. Where where it um, where it says let's put our hands together and pray for rain to wash us down, wash us down to wash us down, then let the sun come out and shine again because it's basically talking about where we've been for the last few years of of the world's on fire, kind of like slow drain. The half full glass, it's empty now. Yeah, that, that's I I love that line. 
Mm-hmm. It's uh, upside, and then he says it's upside down, which, yeah, I like I like that too, that metaphor, because you picture the glass. I'm not going to turn my glass over because I'd put cherries on the table from my old fashioned. But um, but anyway, uh, but yeah, it just it's a nice uh, it's a nice metaphor. Yeah. I, I like it. It, it, it it's a, again it, it'd be one of those songs that it, it, you heard it on the radio three or four times mm-hmm. it would you get stuck in your head mm-hmm. and and the same thing with us you know like give it a listen three or four mm-hmm. times and like oh fuck this isn't bad but again yeah. it's you doesn't know, mean it's good and it, it it well doesn't mean it's good for 2022 yeah. uh uh you know like i i don't see my nieces going on tiktok dancing to the song or anything like but that why would they why would your nieces ever have anything to do with sammy hagar yeah. but that's what makes a song popular now. right but he's not trying to make a song popular well, of anymore course not. that's why he did that shitty video for the, the one song that uh you know the goddamn 80s video for the good song are you talking right now no father time right now oh. is a great video and well produced i didn't know i yeah but uh Hold on, I'm looking for something. Keep talking. Oh, this is where we fill air for Sean. <laughs> yes, it's exactly what you do. As a good co-host, that's what you do. Well, Dee's supposed to be the good co-host. I'm just the asshole. Well, that's funny because okay. most of the time you claim to be the good co-host. No, and I claim I'm the to be the producer. Oh, the producer. Yeah. Yeah. I get the monies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good luck with that. This is, this is what, the, this is what they <laughs> That's had. why I had to buy my fucking microphone. Today. This is what they had to say about... <laughs> He bought headphones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. This is what they had to say about Crazy Times. And this is actually all four band members that are uh, that are talking about this. Bono from the circle and these are Crazy Times. Crazy Times was a riff that I had been jamming with um, Jason and Vic and Mike backstage before we go on. Like Pump It Up was also that kind of a thing where we would just be jamming it backstage and and, uh, you know, didn't have any parts for it. I just, you know, had a couple chord changes. And it was really just a jam, you know. And we literally just played a place. And he said, this is where we started to write Crazy Times. I'm like, no, we didn't. He goes, yes, we did. <laughs> and I vague remember, uh, you know, we have the drum kit backstage, which is like a Roland electronic drum kit backstage. So we get to play and jam, and at that time we didn't know whatever it was going to be. It was just something that was a jam. David Cobb said, come on, what do you guys got? You must have some, some ideas. And I said, okay. I, I started playing him that riff, and uh, he started playing it. Dave played along with me too, you know, as far as guitar. When I met him, I mean, because I didn't know him at all, so we're walking in the studio, because Sammy didn't play guitar at all, and now we've got this producer person that I just met. So anyway, we ended up playing guitars together and all, pretty much all the tracks, you know, we had different, our different parts and we just gelled pretty quickly in these songs. You know, I said, I'm on guitar. I want to play guitar with it and play. So I wanted it to be more like a guitar lick instead of me normally just singing, you know, some beautiful melody and sing along, you know? So instead I just wanted to do just a blues lick. And uh, when I did, I painted myself to a corner because then I couldn't find any lyrics that fit exactly with that because I was already stuck with, you know, with that melody, you know. On this song, we recorded it uh, in Nashville 
but uh, we had run out of time pretty much uh, that we had allotted to be there. So we went back to uh, LA and Sammy and I, we live in Southern California down at the beach area. And we actually, Sammy did the vocal, we did all the vocals at a little studio in Newport Beach, which is where I live. And that was kind of cool because it was only five minutes from my house. I didn't have far to go to the studio. But uh, it, was, it was very cool because Sammy and I actually were our own, we produced the, uh, the vocal part ourselves, which was, which was really, uh, really kind of cool, you know, sitting in the studio going, no, Sam, I think you ought to sing that one more time, I, I, you know, and uh, it was a lot of fun, actually. You know, we did the vocals in one day. Sammy sang the lead and we did the backgrounds and uh, we kind of worked out the back, worked out the parts on our own. And then uh, we sent the file to Dave and said, Dave, this is it, what do you think? And he loved it. And I came up with Crazy Times for a title. And then once I had Crazy Times for a title, which is what uh, I think everybody in the world go has gone through with the COVID breakdown, meltdown, opposition, uh, stopping the world and, and uh, melt with you, uh, we, I thought, well, it's a relative thing to talk about. So I was just begging for like an old blues line, you know. For being a, 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 a very simple type song, it's, it's, it's very powerful and, uh, you know, it's kind of reflecting the crazy times that we live in and what's going on around us right now. All right, so that's what they had to say about it. What were you guys looking at each other for? <laughs> so literally, we had a lick we liked and we kind of just made up a song around it without really making up a song. Like, that's what that entire clip was to me. And they spent three minutes talking about Yes. We didn't know what the fuck we were doing, and then yeah. all of a sudden it became this. And then someone else played it, <laughs> and we decided to keep it. Like, <laughs> I think that's probably how more songs are made than you think. Sure. I mean, all of Nickelback. Let's let's be honest. D, you're a big Nickelback fan. Tell us about it. Well, Imagine Dragons once told me that it was it was the important part is to make everything sound exactly the fucking same, and, and hey, success. Hey, real quick, listeners, quick poll: Did any of you? Get a Imagine, Imagine Dragons uh, record today. Is it just D or is I it didn't. everyone? I didn't. You, di you didn't, Sean? Mm -mm. I, I don't hear any listeners saying they did. It's just D. Uh, Richie, we still have to explain to you how podcasting works. That listeners don't actually talk to you. Oh, they talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, when you're recording. No, no, they do. Oh. <laughs> that explains a lot. Anyhow. I, 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 so this, this is me in tune with the listeners. <laughs> What was that? Your pulse? Yeah, I was on the pulse of the listeners. That's I, great I, for podcasting. You get your finger on the pulse See? of the listeners. Yes, and, exactly. and that's a great physical gag for podcasting. <laughs> don't, you have, <laughs> don't you have to go pee? He hasn't really peed as much. during. Well, maybe it's because we've taken so many breaks. Well, because it's at your house, so he can just pee in his pants. Oh. Wow. Yeah. Do I make you feel that comfortable to be here? That Always. you can do that? So, anyhow. <sighs> this song is actually... A fun song. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That three and a half minute explanation that we didn't need uh, to cover it, you know, just tells how fun it was and yeah. good of a song it was. But no, it, 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 it once you hear it a couple of times, again, going back it, to what we said about it's a catchy, fun, songs, meaningless song. If it was on fucking radio in 1991, yep. we would have loved this fucking yes. song. And and the CD would yes. have sold a million copies. It, you know they they would have played it at the top of every every hour for a day and a half, and you'd be like, oh, this is great. Sure. And 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 that's and that's the thing is is I don't remember the last time I've enjoyed an album like yeah. this that was that basically sounded like the end of the road 
Def Leppard, Bon Jovi, Poison, yeah. Skid Row, and, and shit. See, like I don't that. think it sounds like that as much as you do. I think it sounds a little bit more modern than that. Well, but it, it sounds like rock music. Yes. Yes, but, but I don't. I'm, I'm it doesn't sound about, like Pearl Jam, you know. But but I don't think I, it's. I'm talking about that. In in in, in our defenses, both of us, mm-hmm. like you, listen to more. Uh, uh, like I'm still stuck in listening to shit that's not getting played on the radio yeah or 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 anything like that and and you're more in tune with the shine downs and 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 Mm -hmm. and, uh i don't know what else to even compare inya yes inya imagine dragons and i am not in tune with a magic dragon but 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 what i'm dragons d has all the records do you puff the magic dragon richie because d already has Go ahead, D. Sorry. My point was <laughs> that rock music for us when we were kids got away from the straightforward, you know, like put it in your face what the song is about mm-hmm. sort of thing. It went more to the abstract uh, uh, sort of thing. And, and, and like we went from listening and buying CDs and and tapes of bands that were singing about things just straightforward like like a lot of these songs are mm-hmm. and a lot of these songs are reflective and not party music like mm-hmm. I'm I'm not trying to compare it to uh, Unskinny Bop although the next song that blows might me be, away though <laughs> you know but the next song might be closer to it the next song's garbage it's the worst song on the album so by far. I'm saying I'm I'm trying to say that th- this this sounds to me and and I and I like it and I dig it because I see it mm-hmm. you know like it reminds me of those simpler times when songs didn't have to be you know there was no autotune or Beyonce wasn't producing it or whatever the and, fuck kids are listening to these and, days. and and I think to round out your point a little bit it's not that the the, the rock changed in that in the 80s it was talking about the party and the good times in the 90s, it was talking about something a little more substance. But I, I think in, in both ways, the songs were like both genres, both eras. The songs were very in your face. You you knew what they were talking about. But but it, it, it was just a different message. But what I'm trying to say is, is like you take all of the meaningful songs mm-hmm. off the, the, the Cinderella's, the L.A. Guns, the Guns N' Roses. Did they have any? The, yes. Like like you Guns N' Roses certainly did. Well, you you know you go from eighty seven to ninety one. Mr. Brownstone. You take eighty seven to ninety one, and you take all the songs that they were trying to make a point of, that round the the two or three songs on each album that yeah. never got radio airplay, that that were just trying to be musical and say something. Like I feel like this album is full of those yes. songs that didn't get respect, but I think. Uh, at least I know Sean and I, like I know you were more into uh, uh, hip hop for a while, mm-hmm. uh, uh, which is fine. You know, like Tupac and all that shit. I love that shit. But uh, but like Sean and I, like I remember listening to Busy Bee by fucking mm-hmm. Ugly Kid Joe. Richie listened to it too. Uh, Wait, was that busy? Was that ugly or Blind Melon? That was that was uh, no. no no okay sidebar sidebar with this. Busy B was an Ugly Kid Joe song that we dedicated to Mrs. Bassey because she looked like the B girl off the front of From the Blind, Blind Melon, Melon album. Okay, that's why yeah, I that's why it was you're, Blind that's, Melon that's album. the crossover. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, but but again, Busy B's <laughs> Busy B was a great song that would never have been a hit back then by Ugly Kid Joe. But Sean and I 
fucking yeah. found it. Uh, it's a good song. America's Least Wanted. Busy Bee Watch the World Go By. Yeah. 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 And, 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 and that's what I'm talking about. Like, these songs remind me of those sort of songs. Like, like the ones that wouldn't necessarily... Well, I, some of them would have gotten airplay, like we, we've talked about. But the ones that have... Yeah. You know, like, you could still see them being lost in the... But, I hate everything about yous or unskinny bops. Again, we'll get to that with the next song. But or I, cherry pies versus. Uh, uh. But I also think that's a difference in time. So, like, like, like that would have been the time that we had to scrimp and save to buy the ten dollar, fifteen dollar CD. So you're going to listen One. to the whole thing, and th- there's only a period of time. There's before that where you're not buying the CD. You're so, just listening to the radio. But the largest point. Yeah. Well, the largest point of this is when you got one of those albums, you listen to the, the entire thing, thing. Yep. and th- it doesn't happen anymore. No. So this song, this album, as we are listening to the entire thing, seems to me, with a few exceptions, to be a lot of those ones that didn't get the recognition that you needed. Yep. Like, you would have loved these songs if you had the CD and that was the only one you had. You mm-hmm. would just fucking played it. Over and over again. Yeah. If that your was car. your striper CD, or or yeah, or if you had, if if they were to play a few of these songs on the radio yeah. three times a night, as we were driving around in Hamilton's mm-hmm. van or in Benny mm-hmm. going around, like George, we did not drive around in your vehicles at night. We parked them, unloaded them. He hasn't messaged me back yet, by the way. So do we want to start the next song? Just yeah. get this over with. Yeah, let's just skip the next song. <laughs> no, not, let's not skip it. But the next but song let's is not listen to the it. The next song is called "Funky Feng Shui." Rocking a tall beehive, piled high on her head, she on the dance floor live, just knocking him dead. It's a funky, funky thing. Doing that funky. Hold on, hold on. I'm not done yet. Doing that funky thing. Doing that funky, funky thing. She got the red dress on, getting down on the beach, drinking her hand, and she's working on. Oh, now I get it. Get so, them dal- alligator sneaks. So here's the thing. It's here's- a funky, funky thing, doing that funky, funky thing. She's, oh, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Walking a dog on a leash, a doggy bag in her hand. She's picking up shit so we don't step in it. Honey, that's a funky, funky thing. So here's the thing. This is the song, though, to your point. <laughs> to your point about the 80s, this is the song that would have got airplay. You're right. Sadly, it would have like this. It would have hit that minute, and and people would have been like, "Oh, this." This would have got the airplay in the Mastaquila era. Like I thought, Mastaquila was a piece of shit. This song is a piece of shit compared to. He Mastaquila. talks about it being a piece of shit, even. Oh, do we have a clip of that? I do. I do. Yes. Let's play that. Yes. Hold on. <laughs> No, not the song. No, it's not the song. Hold on. Funky Feng Shui. It all start as a jam. Um, backstage. Funky Feng Shui was this, a song yeah, I was working on. Because it talks about what you just talked house. about. I wanted to make a James Brown kind of tune during COVID. And then when we decided to do the lockdown session with this genius guy that has a lot to do with my social media, John Lewin, he said, why don't you guys record on your iPhones? And he taught me how to do it and taught us all how to do it. And we did it. And we had this record that we made called the lockdown sessions 2020. <laughs> we got a little bit of like Buffalo Springfield, and we have a little Bob Marley, and we got a little bit of everything. And Funky Feng Shui was actually the first thing that we did. And like I said, we were doing this, 
to just send out to our fans to let them know that we are still, you know, thinking of them and everything and, and uh, uh, just something for them to listen to, a little bit of our band to have while uh, all the pandemic lockdown stuff was going on. It was really cool. So that song, we just did part of it because I only had two verses and two choruses. Um, got in the studio, David Cobb, our producer, said, I love that. I love that song. Come on, finish it, Sammy, finish it. So he actually went to the bridge. He went, you know, whatever kind of a lick. He was playing some kind of a country, half-ass country rock lick. And everybody loved it. Thank goodness we did finish it. And we finished it in the studio with Dave. And Dave played some pretty cool parts in that. We both were switching back and forth. I mean, you can dance to that, rascal. You know, you can get loud with it, all that. You know, it's got all the right ingredients with funk and rock, you know. Sammy's vocal is, is outstanding on that. So I wrote it the last verse. A lot of these girls, beautiful women, dressed up really nice, and they got their little doggy bags, you know? The dog, big old German Shepherd, man, I hate to say it, but you know, it's hilarious to me when I see him going, no, she's not. There she goes, puts on the bag, grabs that, whips it up, ties it a little knot, and ties it onto her little belt, you know, and finds an nearest trash can. And I thought, man, that is some funky funk sway, because, you know, she's doing the right thing. But, uh, and I came up with that title, and I said, that's it. That, that's it, funky funk. So basically what we're hearing here is is that Sammy enjoys when um, when people pick up shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he's watching his yeah. yard. Yeah. He has the ring cameras up. They clearly do oh, not feel God. the way about this song that we feel about this song. They, they clearly find it entertaining. I, I, I'm not sure. Like, I felt like that entire, you know, 45-second clip was them, like, we have to talk about this song. I don't want to. <laughs> I mean, it's We're... clearly it's clearly a fil- you know the funny thing is is it's a different sounding song on the lockdown sessions album okay. than it is on this album. Yeah, it does not fit on this album. No, it does not fit on this album at all. The dog shit thing is funny. Yeah, um, so it, yeah, it's good. Which I, I will say as a as a as a dude living in suburbia. Like that does happen. It, it is amazing the amount of conversations we have with our neighbors and our friends about dog shit. Like like that does happen, but the song's still a flaming pile of dog shit. Hold on, hold on. So, my sister, I, and I, are on a hike with one of her friends and their dogs. My sister's yeah. dogs and her friend's dog. What kind of dogs? Uh, the my sister's two dogs are Staffordshire Bull Terriers. Flora and, and Stafford and uh, uh, Shut up. and Rosa, who I don't know what kind of dog she is, is my sister's friend's dog. So we're on a hike in winter in Marquette, and uh, she's got this big puffy coat on with the big hood, and uh, Rosa takes a shit. <laughs> <laughs> Good timing. <laughs> Nailed it. For the- Rosa takes a shit, and, and, and Bridget goes to pick I didn't mean to. Uh, her friend goes to pick it up, and uh, uh, she said, uh, you know what I like with these big puffy coats is I can take the doggy bag, the shit bag, and just toss it in my hood. What? <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Wow. No. That was my reaction, too. I was just like, wait, what? At mm. some point, you're going to put the hood up. <laughs> yeah. It's like a great pocket for it. I don't understand why you – no, that's no. – no, we... your pockets. <laughs> yeah. or, wow. or put a carabiner wow. or, on your wow. leash. Or wait until the next time you see a trash can and throw it in there. But no, she's got it in the back of her hood. 
And I'm like, yeah. I'm judging this friend of your sister's very hard. No. She was judged very hard that day, too. I I would say you should probably just move out of the UP. I do not know if you guys realize realize this about me, but if I zero in on something and I think it's hilarious. (laughs) What? I don't let go. Really? Yeah. So this is what happened. So eight mile hike, and you talked about this for. I didn't say eight mile hike. No, that's that's what it was. Okay, seven and a half miles. If it happened a half mile in, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, and then and then the whole car ride home. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure they. Did she cry? No, no. There was no tears. I'm. I. You're you're sensitive now. It's not sensitivity. It's just not going for the jugular, Richie. Not everybody has that mentality if they didn't want you to go for the jugular they wouldn't put it right out there wow so anyhow this is why so we are to the point now where we have basically three songs left to go over and all three songs are really good yes so we are done with the bad song we had the one bad song and now we can um move past are you talking about funky feng shui i am as a matter of fact that song it is a bad song is it's a bad song a horrible song. yeah yeah so the next song it is, makes it makes unskinny Bob seem like stairway to heaven. Away? It it does. It really mm-hmm. does. Yeah. yeah. So it makes. I lost it. So uh, it so, makes. So the last <laughs> the last three songs are definitely worth yes. pausing and listening to. So the next song is song number nine on the album, and it's called Father Time. So take a listen to it, and then we will uh, come back and talk to probably, it here. In probably just a the second. best song on the album. I, it's close. Opinion. It's close. In my opinion, the next three songs are, in my opinion, the best three songs on the album. So we'll uh, we'll get to that here in just a second. Red Rocker, Sammy Hagar here. I'm Michael Anthony. This is Vic Johnson. And this is Jason Bonham from the Circle. And these are crazy times. When I first wrote Father Time, I wrote it on acoustic guitar in Hawaii, in Maui, to be exact. And I kept it from everyone, because it was so personal. Uh, I would get choked up when I tried to sing it and stuff, you know? So I didn't think I was ready to present it to anyone. First time I heard it, I was like, in t- almost in tears, you know, because it's such, it's not a sad song, but it's like, um, you know, it just hits you right here, you know, and it thinks about, makes you think about your life and, your, of course, your your father or just and how time catches up with you. And, but yet we're still out here like we're 17 years old doing the rock thing here, you know, and, and, and still loving it, you know. But that father time, you know, for soon. I love the lyric. It's Sammy being very open, very, uh, as I say, uh, vulnerable. I sent it to John Mellencamp, the one man on this planet that would tell me if it sucked. (laughs) Everybody, oh, Sam, you're so great. Oh, yeah, you're so great. John, he said, Sam, that sounds like it's been around for a long time. And I thought, so have I. (laughs) I really did think it was just going to be Sam and an acoustic guitar. And the great thing about Mr. Cobb is sometimes things that you don't expect, he suddenly had a whole other vision for it. And I kind of get it. We went, he, he said, let's make this a bit heavier. When we heard it back in the control room, I had one of those moments with the hairs in the back of the arms. And then 
Then when Mikey did all his background vocals on it, and it was another one of those, which just, look, just talking about it, I get the electric. That could be my favorite song on the album, even though it is a mellower song. And uh, this is one of the songs where I've done, so I did something in the recording process that I've never done before in my career. And that was in certain parts, I sang all the background parts myself. I've gone out and I've doubled my voice and tripled my voice, done stuff like that, but I've always sung backgrounds with either uh, Eddie in the beginning or, or Dave or whether it be Vic or, you know, or Sammy or whatever. It's a unique sound when I sing with Sammy, but it's like, uh, I don't know, it's very angelic. It's very, it's Michael Anthony. That's all I can say. <laughs> and it ended up being one of my favorites, if anything, of the album. And I've heard it a million times now, but I, I still get emotional when we, uh, when we do it. It means my whole life. It's a song, it's like when you, you know, Bob Dylan wrote the song, When I Paint My Masterpiece. That wasn't his masterpiece, but he was talking about it. You know, every artist is want to paint their masterpiece, you know. Every songwriter wants to write their masterpiece. Well, uh, at this stage in my life, uh, I would say Father Time is my masterpiece. That so, part right there. There you have it. That part right there was the most interesting thing we've learned from any of those clips is that he feels that this is this song is his message. This song's a, this song is an amazing song. It, no, it's Agreed. a great a great Agreed. fucking song. Yeah. Um now going back to the clip itself, if he's worried about needing somebody to tell him when a song sucks, I mean I'm for hire. He can he can totally pay me. I'll let him know when it's sucks. And, a, when and a, what's great about that is Richie's taste in music is outstanding yes <laughs> hey i definitely can i say, think it's cool no i think it's cool that he said i need somebody who can shoot real with me yep. and, he, and he called john mellencamp i mean that's yes. that, that sounds like it could be a john mellencamp song quite frankly but why you know, did he not call john mellencamp on the last song on funky <laughs> i don't think because i don't think he gave a crap about that song i think he that was just a throwaway song to him this is a real song that he wanted to be you know my ears you still know, heard it no you think about this seriously. Most artists put eight to ten to twelve songs yep. on an album. When you buy, when when we back in the day when you bought a CD, you hoped that four of them would be good. So Richie, I, I know you're trying to be funny with this, but it, it's funky feng shui has a place in Sammy Hagar history. That song is going to be a closer at some point. There won't be a closer. I don't think so. It, it will. It'll be close to the end because I, it'll be a a main single off of the album no it won't i yeah it, see, it already is no i he'll never sing that song in concert i bet you money it never gets played in concert how much money do you want to bet right now 20 bucks i don't know one thousand dollars one thousand dollars one million <laughs> no so you'll be looking at setlist.fm every day for the rest it, of his life i promise you i won't give a shit <laughs> about that so so my issue is I, we were I, just talking about betting by the way yeah, uh yeah. we should start a set list uh, betting site yeah there probably is one anyway so so my my thing with this is i i think artists are kind of hemming themselves in on the concept of an album that doesn't exist anymore like i i just i don't think you need to put out 10 songs just to put out 10 songs i think you can put out five songs mm -hmm. like no one buys albums except ud who buys lots of albums but like there, there's no reason to put a funky feng shui out in the world 
when you know what's bad. This is the second time he's put it out in the world. Funky Feng Shui? You know, he likes that song. There is no doubt in my mind (sighs) that Sammy Hagar and many of his 1980s fans like that song. There's no doubt in my mind. There is no doubt in my mind that people that our parents age that hear that go, I like that song. That's a Sammy Hagar song to me. It's not a good song. It's not a song that we like, but that's not the songs that Sammy Hagar ever put out that I ever liked. Yeah. Well, Father Time is over there. Talking to the mic. (laughs) You're not talking to the mic. Use your microphone. Oh, Father Time is over there looking (laughs) over his shoulder. And maybe he'll assume that funky feng shui is. like, Like, Father Time has meaning. Like, like that's part of that retrospective, introspective part have of the album. Have you ever listened to Sammy Hagar before? Have we Who? not talked about Mas Tequila? We have. This we have. motherfucker does not give a shit about it sometimes. If it's fun for him, it's fun. And, yeah. and I get that. but It's like, a horrible song. I. But, that, it, but there's also something, there's also something uh, liberating about that, though. He doesn't care. He likes the song. He wants to put it out. If people like it, they like it. If they don't, they don't. But so Sammy's, much never, the, Sammy's never played that game of of being that artist so that much you're trying of the to make him out to be. Very heavy, like yeah. like, and and I just don't know why he shies away from it. For he, he also a bears bad it. Songs. He also bears it in track eight. He does in between some very heavy fucking songs, mm-hmm. and, and that is true. But like clearly, like when they're talking about. Uh, crazy times and and funky feng shui they have nothing to say about the song like like when you played the clips they're just uh these were songs well well in 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 hindsight those clips are more about the studio experience Mm -hmm. of the songs Mm -hmm. and not about the lyrics or the meaning of the songs there and again going back to this is a very late 80s early 90s where if you were to have an interview with foo fighters or, or Pearl Jam or, or Collective Soul, they would have talked about the heaviness of the song or the meaning. Yep. And 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 not to say that these songs don't have heaviness or meanings, but these Funky artists... Funky Feng Shui does not. These artists are not... Okay, so... Uh, Father Time. Yes. This song is... You know, like comparing it to Wolfie's uh, 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 distance. Oh, yeah. You know, you know, and and Sean, I've joked with you about the video. We, I, I may mm-hmm. have said it on the podcast. I don't know because I can't remember when we were recording now in the last three and a half hours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the video for this is 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 awful, uh, uh, except for the clips, the the video clips, the 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 moments of the band are cheesy as hell, but. It, it is very similar to me to the distance uh, or distance with mm-hmm. Wolfgang, you know, like just reflecting on this is what I've gone through. And, and there's even probably similar clips in both of those videos. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, like if this is the last album Sammy puts out, he's got a song, a great song to go yeah. on. Yeah. And, but that highway looks familiar. Don't remember what I can't confess. Still live in this dream and it ain't over yet. When was the last time we did something for the first time? That it's line, been a long, long time. Yeah. That line right yeah. there. That was one of the ones I had pointed out. When mm-hmm. was the when was the last time we did something for the first time? Mm-hmm. Like, holy fuck. Yeah. How old are we? Amanda. Right. But, but Jesus that... Christ, we are like 
Well, this is actually. Oh, the first she just shrunk. She so just shrunk in her seat. Time. For this the listeners, the Amanda time. does not have a microphone or headphones, so this, this is the first time that we've done a podcast together. Yeah, yep. and Amanda actually is getting to see how the sausage is made, and it's uh, she already knew. <laughs> well, it's the same reason why Michelle doesn't want to listen to our podcast because she's already listen to us she knows yeah. <laughs> yeah. About it. she has 20 years amanda's so. actually supportive of this and, and yeah. hey and, michelle's not yeah it's her prerogative yeah but uh <laughs> but uh but yeah no this is yeah it's it's it, it all goes back to off microphone what we've talked about you know like what we're going through now it's like holy shit like richie you've been all over the world uh you know, we're not right down the street from each other. I can't walk to Sean's house in the morning to get a ride to school and Benny that the car won't even fucking start. You know, that sort of shit. Yeah. Like, I would just go over there to get a Mountain Dew and watch Sports Center for half an hour while Sean was waking up. And, 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 let's, and, and to smoke cigarettes at the kitchen table. With yeah, my, with let's spider. not forget that. That's no, right. he was gone already. No, we couldn't smoke at that point. It it, it was. I feel it like was, he still bummed. No, you. no, that's when. No, that's when. What he would do is, my dad knew that we smoked, and he would go out to my car when he was out of cigarettes and steal my cigarettes, <laughs> and then say, "What are you gonna do? Tell your mom?" <laughs> I mean, he had me dead to rights. Yep, yep. Yeah. Ha, yeah. Jude. Yeah. Ha, Jude. <laughs> it. Like, like, I feel like the Father Times and the intro, like, the Be Still, there are several very important songs on this album. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's tough to then hear some some filler music in around it. Every because album has filler music, It, it does, but well, I Well, like, this is going I, back I, to what you were talking about, how the album as, as, a, as a thing yep. shouldn't exist anymore. Yes. You know, everybody should put out singles on TikTok and Apple or whatever. But there's people like a 75-year-old Sammy Hagar who does not believe in putting out just one thing. Or a Beyonce. Like, Beyonce doesn't just put out a single every other month. But but I, like, in this case, I think it's more interesting to hear from Sammy in where his mind is at. Because his mind is definitely in a spot for this album. His mind is definitely in a this this isn't going to go on long. Like like I'm I can see the end. He probably knows how well, many more shows he has. He's seventy five years old. Yes. Yeah, exactly. He's seventy five years old, and the motherfucker still sounds amazing. He does, but he's still seventy five years does. old. Some of the, he does, but it's worse. So so one of the other things that I thought about on the way here was like this sounds. Some of these songs sound like Food Fighter songs, you know, like the 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 way. The music flows, and and, and and the way the music flows and his his uh, 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 voice goes like, and he goes into the uh, the ah, like that guy's seventy five years old. Mm-hmm. Like I'm barely, I'm gonna have a goddamn respirator in my throat. The tracheotomy, yeah, tracheotomy, because I'm tracheotomy bad. I want a Big Mac and a large fry. Get the fucking bed. I don't care. Is a counterpoint, D. She's trying to censor us. Did you see her? She's like cutting, cutting it off. Like, don't do that. It's Dennis Larry. It's fine. It's in. Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, 
Sean, Sean's oh already played. My gosh. Sean's already played Sammy Hagar clips that had swear words in it. So oh this my was gosh! I love that she tried to censor us. <laughs> I don't want to get canceled. Don't, don't lose your job from your podcast. She was just worried about my voice carrying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> your voice carries that. Yeah. Miss Gordon can hear you in the other room. <laughs> oh man. What were we saying? <laughs> Something about how Sammy's voice was good because you're oh, going no, right. to get tricky out of me someday. Right, but but <laughs> but in one of the clips that we heard, so now all of a sudden these fucking clips that are boring are relevant. He was talking about like I was going to spare my, you know, like I had one more take in me and yeah. I just went he for blew it. blew my voice out. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. But, but like that goes back to when Sean and I saw Pearl Jam a few months ago. They still... Start the show sitting down, chilling. Mm-hmm. Like they warm up into the show. Uh, like I, I just I can't imagine Sammy Hagar doing this for more than a handful more times. Like, Pearl Jam started this. Oh yeah, they no, were they, sitting down for the first, first three, three songs. songs. Yes, and and the first three songs are all slow pace. Like there's nothing. Like literally, you can see them warming up on stage, like doing calisthenics. I'd say Eddie Vedder seemed like he was older than Sammy Hagar, to be quite yes, honest. Exactly. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> <laughs> he was an old grandpa. grandpa that's right he was an old, old grandpa, grandpa. Mm-hmm. And, and listeners this is when the podcast ended yeah. because Dennis will never speak to any of us again so no no last night I was at family uh, Christmas and uh, and and my cousin's uh, boyfriend who's familiar with Pearl Jam and knows uh, you know he's a little bit older than because you've been Sean. playing the albums in he's his a little bed. bit older than me and Sean but not necessarily Richie <laughs> Uh, uh, but so he, had, he was like, he literally so I, had a birthday within two months. I, I was talking about, oh, man. I was talking about, I was talking about seeing Pearl Jam in, uh, in Denmark with Jen. And, uh, he said, what was it? Happy Eddie or was it lousy Eddie? And I was like, Oh, that's hilarious. That's fighting words. I, no, no, no. I said, it's hilarious that you say that because we saw so many Pearl Jam shows, Sean, where Eddie was not willing to to interact with the crowd. He yeah, wanted to right. tell the crowd yeah, what to do. Wh- what to do he was like the guy think. from Shinedown. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, not quite the guy from Shinedown. Get on your feet. He was more he was more the guy from Imagine Dragons. See, Amanda gets that joke. Amanda gets that joke from Shinedown because she saw him the night before. Oh. Remember I saw Van Halen back to back nights and she was with yeah. him the first night and you were the second night. Oh, that's Whereas, right. We yeah. saw the happy Eddie. Like we, yeah, we, we saw, saw the happy Eddie. Eddie, very, Eddie was Eddie I, was I would very, say I would say we saw the sad Eddie that he didn't have another hour to play. Yeah. Like, but they could have played longer. They could have played longer. I thought we got kind of ripped off. I don't think they were allowed to. <laughs> but Sean, like... He in, didn't play freaking Daughter or Better Man. Dude, I mean, and they always play you, those songs. You saw... I, I showed you... Uh, we sent you the set list where Given the Fly was cut out yeah. for yeah. that yeah. that dude's fucking request. But Did we, we see Given the Fly? No. no we we didn't it was not on there either. Yeah. He really studied. I knew he'd studied that hell out of that set list because he was sitting oh, there going, "What did I miss? What did oh I miss?" And honestly, the set list wasn't awesome. We didn't see an awesome set list. It, it, was, it, was, it was a good. It was good. Set list. It was, it was solid. fine. It, it was, was a solid. great set list. If you're Richie, you thought it was great because you got to see the ten the songs off ten that you've always wanted to see in concert. But, but I'm still, not that person. I want, I want to see Better Man. I want. Yeah. Like, so uh, like like when we took Josh in 2014, mm-hmm. like the one thing I wanted they everything that the, night, they did. Yeah. And and. and the one thing I wanted for him was to see Rear View Mirror. And, he and, played it. Yeah. 
And remember, like, they didn't play Given to Fly until, like, the third to last song. Yeah. But they played Imagine, and they played, like, fucking, like, crazy. They played Crown of Thorns. Yes, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Yeah, which was awesome. And yeah. we had that fucking Cardinals-Dodgers mm-hmm. game. Yeah. yeah. That was the fucking opening mm-hmm. act yeah. for that. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, it was insane. But anyhow, but I forgot where I was going with this. Program's great. Sammy. Oh, oh, man. no, no, the shitty. But Sammy's better in concert than the, Eddie. The, is shitty, what we the out. shitty Sammy, the shitty Kurt, Eddie Vedder. Definitely now. The shitty Eddie Vedder versus the current Eddie Vedder. Like when we saw them mm-hmm. the first three or four times, Eddie Vedder was like, I have to prove a point and make these people change. Yeah. And then once. Vote for Ralph Nader. And, 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 and once at 2012, whatever it was, but it was 2014. 2014. When we saw him, yeah. It was just like. Fuck it, we're gonna have a good time. Oh, and that was great. Yeah. I, I mean, the difference between Pearl Jam when Amanda went with us in 2000 on the Binaural tour, which that was another issue altogether, Binaural. But um, <laughs> but from the Binaural tour in 2000 fr- until we saw them again, until Underrated I saw them album. again in 2014. Listen to it now; it's so much better. Until I saw them again in 2014, I was kind of looking forward to the 2014 show, and then I walked away from it going, "This band finally got it." They got what makes it entertaining yes. and not just about being so serious about the music. I was so happy yeah. that that but, was the show we got to take Josh yeah. to and I, that I, they played Rearview Mirror. I, yeah. I would almost see, say that they've gone too far to the other realm like like because he didn't talk at ours. Yeah, that he, was kind of weird he he's because they're not playing as long. Right, well, yeah. and that's too true too. They're not playing as long. Because he's an old grandpa. In, in, he's in, an old fucking grandpa. In Copenhagen, in, 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 he, he in really Denmark, Sammy does it. in Denmark, when Jen and I went and saw him, it was uh, it, you know it was the Rocks Hill thing. So he spent a lot of time talking about that leading yep. up to Love Boat Captain. But then you cut out songs, like yes. you lost yeah. chunks of the playlist. I, yeah, you see that playlist that yep. they have written with the fucking yep. black marks on it. Yeah. What the fuck? What song and, are we on? We're getting ready to do Childhood's <laughs> End. We, we oh, Childhood's more. End. That's my yeah. favorite one. Another yeah. good one. Yeah. So let's play it, and then we'll come back and talk about All it right, here in just a second. Are we recording? We're recording. I just turned it back on. So literally, it's been about two hours since the last time we pushed the record button. Right. And we have two songs left, and it's this is, what, five hours into recording this Easily. podcast? And how many Old Fashions in, Richie? About five? Well, Amanda's had three. How many have I had? Five? Yes. 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 Okay. So yes. Four, was, four was my limit. <laughs> you surpassed your limit, yes. sir. So, so let's get these last two songs knocked out. Childhood... Whoa. Childhood's End was uh, was that song. And, you know, I think the thing that I like about that song so much, the beginning part is so intense, talking about all of the bad stuff that's going on in the world. And then he ends it with what he began it with. Of, it's time to pull up your pants. It's time to grow up. And, you know, it's Childhood's End. I, I just think that that end part is so awesome. Well, and, and I, I think it goes back to that overarching theme of, he's at the end of his career Mm -hmm. and he has to pull up his pants and realize that he's not going to be the red rocker at some point in the near future Mm -hmm. like like this has been his identity for 40 years and and that shit's ending Mm -hmm. and it's like okay it's time to move on you're you're going down that last road of however many years it is but it's you're you're going down it and you're stuck in crazy times yeah that you have to do this I, I mean, honestly, right. yes. that's that's yeah. the whole oh, yeah. theme yeah. of the fucking album. Yep. yep. And and coming with the intro, uh, uh, closing out with childhood's end, mm-hmm. and and he's talking about like you swallow your ego and and spit out your pride, your prejudice, heart stop beating inside today. You know, like yeah. 
you we I, it doesn't matter. I started in the fucking sixties, and look at look co- at me now. Co- collectively, like the three of us have had pretty good lives. Sammy's had a fucking incredible life. <laughs> well, like, like it's there. There's oh, not many. So like, it, it's one a of small my percentage favorite that I say, things wow. in the world to tell my nieces when they were growing up is you don't. You, oh, you're not happy. Rock stars hate their lives. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you think they're Pull fucking. Up your pants. But, but you know who doesn't? Sammy Hagar does not hate his life. Well, he, as he, he may, it. he may yep. have hated his life at one point. We both yeah. read the books. He, he yeah. uh, he's had bad days, but his life in the last thirty years yeah. has been pretty good. Yeah, it, you know, it, and and the same would go for like a Jimmy Buffett or Paul McCartney mm-hmm. or like any of a, a number of people, like Willie Nelson. Yeah. Great days. Mostly great days. Yeah. You're going to have shitty ones. I think probably for Sammy, the only real regret that he has over the last several years is Van Halen. And, and you know, not... Especially, I don't think he regrets... The Gary, well, yeah, the Gary, I do. The Gary I think he era. regrets the end of Van Halen. The and, end. Yeah, because him and Eddie were such good friends. And they did they did start talking again before Eddie died. But, but I think, they wasted I, but, those but years. He, he said in several interviews this year, yeah. Alex won't talk to him still. You know, and I think he still would like to have that hole filled, but it may not ever happen. So luckily him and Eddie started talking again before Eddie died. But Eddie was his best friend at one point in his life. So for a a decent period, like like not even like 10 years. Yeah, not not a, a flash in the pan, but a long one. And before we get to the end of childhood's end, where it goes into the beginning of the end again, like at the beginning of the of the album, the one line that really sticks out to me in the song itself: "Summon your preachers and all of his saints. Summons the devil to take your complaints away." That line to me is just very, very powerful yep. and very well written. Yeah, I really like that line. But but then as you get towards the end of the uh, when they go into uh, the childhood's end again. The just the just the part where he talks about we're all growing up now. It's childhood's end. It's the beginning of the end. It's not where you're going. It's not where you bend with or without nor within. It's not what you thought or what you've been told. It's about growing up, not growing old. I just can't think of a better ending to an album than that. And going back to the being still part, mm. you know, from the song earlier, you know, uh, uh, it's it's just this. Not trying to call this album a. Uh, 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 like a theme album or, or a Sergeant Pepper concept album. Concept album. Yep. I thought Amanda might throw that at me because she's a big Beatles fan. <laughs> and uh, uh, but uh, but it's like you know the whole thing about it would be you know like just accept where you're at mm-hmm. and 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 enjoy it and like fuck we're at the end of it you know as we have been at this, the end of this podcast for, for the last four hours, <laughs> <laughs> we've been trying to not do this podcast and this podcast mm-hmm. tonight has taken us six hours to record. I will say there's, there's two bonus songs on, on the target version of the album. It's that, all, also on the Apple on the, music. Yeah, it is. It is. It is the song 2120. I really like that song. I would say, I don't think we necessarily need to review it because it's a throw throw on to the album sure. but but to me i really like that song a lot i think it's i think it's really really good and, and i liked the juxtaposition of it mm-hmm. in relation to 5150 mm-hmm. like i i thought that was kind of cool you, you flip yeah. the 
yeah. to twos to fives, and it, it's the same number. Twenty-one twenty actually means when he says that it's it's a reminder that you have momentum and courage to push yourself to the finish line, which I think is a really cool ending to an album that's kind of looking back and reflecting on your life a little bit, and especially reflecting on the last few years that we've gone through COVID and and all of the stuff in the world. I think that that's a, that's a pretty cool thing. But and and go ahead yeah. and and entirely from a guy that makes his bones being in front of people mm -hmm. like he wants to entertain people yeah and and for this album crazy times to come out after being shut down from doing that for the last two years mm -hmm. like yeah what i will yeah. say though is um this album Oh, well, first off, another thought before I get into what I was just about ready to say. The 2120 thing, the other thing that he doesn't take himself very seriously, which is cool. You know, you like it when somebody doesn't take themselves too seriously. I guess at a NASCAR event when COVID started to clear up in 2021, he uh, he came out and he's singing a song and he started saying, you know, it's going to be a great 2120. And he meant to say 2021. So he also made this song 2120 to kind of make fun of himself a little bit because he kept saying the year wrong in front of a NASCAR crowd, which is also kind of funny that he was willing to do that. Was to that himself. Well, was I mean, that on a boring ass YouTube clip that we played in between songs? We didn't play it. So. <laughs> Ultimately, he just didn't realize the pandemic was going to go through all of 21. Also, like he yeah. was ahead of his time. Time. and 2022 and, and yeah 2044 yeah exactly so so anyway thank you china I, this this album though what I, what I was starting to say this album to me as i said at the beginning is one of the best albums that he's actually ever put out van halen included I, which is hard to say because you know how my my affinity for the balance album especially when it comes to van halen this album is fantastic i i, I would say this is one of those great albums you'll never hear like, like yeah. it's, it's not one yeah. you're ever going to hear unless you search it out. Mm -hmm. I am going to post this though on the, uh, on the, uh, club 1013, um, Facebook page. So some Sammy fans can listen to it. Nice. So we met when Amanda and I went to uh, Vegas in the summer, we met several, um, fans, including Cabo Rabo was his mm -hmm. name. I thought it was funny that he named himself after the Cabo Wabo. And um, they were all really nice people. They've seen Sammy way more times than I've ever thought about. I mean, like hundreds yeah. of times in concert and they've got a fun Facebook page. And, and I had told him at that point, I would love to have him as a guest, you know, to talk about You've seen somebody in concert literally over 300 times. What keeps you going back that many times? Because even seeing him 20 right. times, there's stuff that I've seen plenty of times that right. I'm like, I'm good. like, like the song Three Lock Box, for instance. If I didn't hear that song <laughs> in concert again, I'd be okay with that. How, how you do you know? feel about uh, Moss Tequila? I like Moss Tequila. I think but it's fun. do you need to see it again? I, I certainly would see it again because as we as we talked about in the break, he go ahead. No, go ahead. Yeah, no, you got to say it. You want to you want to be part of the podcast. You're yep, part of yep. the podcast. Okay. So when we were in Vegas during Mas Tequila, Sammy skipped me, skipped me with my cup out, and gave Amanda a shot of his uh, tequila. I hear he flipped you off and said, "Fuck you." He you said, "You're an ugly motherfucker." Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm giving it to the pretty chick. girl next to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my Perfect. goodness. Yeah. So so no, I think. Um, 300 times would be a lot of times to see somebody in concert. What do you what do you think? I mean, D, you're such a huge Pearl Jam fan. Do you think after 300 times you might start to get a little bored with it? No, absolutely not. Why? Uh, Have you seen them recently? <laughs> <laughs> Who's no. seen them more recently? <laughs> well, that would be us. 
I mean, I'm a bigger fan. I've seen them since you have. Oh, that's fair. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> I would just I would that really one. enjoy to see Pearl Jam again. Although, I saw Sammy in July and turned around and saw him again in August, and I didn't feel like, oh my gosh, I just saw this last month. It, oh, you really? Know? No. Not at all. Well, it was two well, different the, bands, yeah, too. And, and one was the Vegas show, which is a, a house show that's going to be a little different. It was awesome. Yeah. It was absolutely awesome. But one thing we got to talk about before we get off the uh, off the podcast here, that this is totally sidebarring away from anything to do with Sammy Hagar. Dennis saw a concert since the last time we did a show. He saw Kiss in concert. Woo! How was it? How was it? It was fantastic. It was uh, Kiss at the Tokyo Dome. The Tokyo Dome. Legendary wrestling facility, yeah. by the way. Think about how many big wrestling matches have uh, been there. Tyson Douglas. Yeah, that too. Like yeah. literally, like o- over and on top of all wrestling matches, the the greatest boxing match of all time from a the be- greatest upset of yes, all time yes. at least. Yes. Oh, upset in any sport, mm-hmm. let alone yeah. boxing. Go ahead, D. No, so it it was fantastic. <laughs> like uh, like I I grew up knowing about Kiss because of my aunt Marie, who was like in her twenties when I was a kid, and and I was seven eight years old seeing the posters on her wall and the videos or whatever and uh like completely inappropriate for a child my age the songs that i knew but i just they look like superheroes or wrestler wrestlers you know mm-hmm. and it was just ridiculous it, but it was just <laughs> it was so much fun i was there with with a couple of guys that were huge kiss fans and i was just listening you know like it was the spectacle sean you saw them yeah i did right before february of 2020 yeah, yeah, right, right before, before it pandemic. all shut down were, were you there amanda no okay she were she wouldn't go because david lee roth opened for him and she's a sammy fan <laughs> there's part of me that wants to think that richie's an asshole and there's also part of me that wants to that richie's an idiot and i can't decide which one i want which one more well he's always been an asshole yeah he's not always been an idiot he's not always been an idiot so let's go with idiot on this no i'm an asshole (laughs) come on oh my god wow oh man oh jeez so anyhow eventually (laughs) we'll do another one of these shows oh and it'll be fun and uh uh yeah no it's this was an amazing night. We didn't actually talk about the Kiss show. That's what you're supposed to be talking about. Small was it Japanese fun? People, he talked about it. <laughs> he gave up. He put the mic down. Oh man, he didn't even drop it. He just set it down. He was polite. Well, he just paid for it. Yeah, he didn't want to. Oh my god, we got to the very end without me having to edit anything, and now I have to edit stuff. I threw feces everywhere. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's Whoa. it's because Amanda says she hated the Beatles. Mm. Why no? Yeah, hey, loads, loads is the word she used. I mad them. They're mm. You mad them? Yeah, she won't talk on the mic. Wicky, wicky, wicky. Yeah, no, I don't. You know, give them the mic back. Anyway, all right. On that note, I think we're done, right? Are we done? Yeah. All right, we're done. And we will maybe see you next time if we don't get kicked off the air forever <laughs> on Sean and D's Good Tape.